God is great. You can know it all you want, but until you got to pick up that cross that you can't carry, and he picks it up for you and carries you and the cross, then you know. Welcome back to another installment of the Mecca, the podcast. I'm Mark Williams, and I've been fortunate enough to bring somebody to the table, um, or his table. Uh, he's brought us to his table, and um, he's probably one of the pioneers, a.k.a. godfathers of this AAU basketball, travel basketball, and also fall basketball, because he had um, some of the premier programs coming up, particularly in the IS-8 world. Um, he's, like I said, he's considered a godfather, um, Mr. Gary Charles, man. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank Pleasure you. Pleasure to have you. Pleasure, you. pleasure for you even saying yes to this, um, to the Mecca podcast. I know that I sent you a couple of them and you watched them. And um, I want to touch upon those things, those topics. But more, so, more, more importantly, where does the uh, Gary Charles story begin? Because you don't do a lot of interviews. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I guess it all depends on which story that you're referring to. And I'm guessing you're talking about the basketball mm -hmm. world. Okay. But how did you get into basketball growing up? Um, I grew up next town from here, which is Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. And in that town, we all played ball. I actually grew up with Steve Mills, the president of the Knicks. I grew up with Eddie Murphy, mm -hmm. Chuck D, mm -hmm. the rapper, and Dr. J from Roosevelt. Mm -hmm. He's older than us, but I, I can still remember the Dr. J day mm -hmm. when we had the Dr. J day. So in Roosevelt, which is a little suburban town, you did everything, meaning that your parents threw you outside. Mm -hmm. You couldn't come back in until it was dark. Yeah, until the street lights were coming on. <laughs> so we played baseball, we played basketball, we played football. We we bowl. I even bowl. Mm -hmm. And we were part of a, the different leagues. And I remember I played on a traveling team with a gentleman with a gentleman by the name of Mr. Simpson, mm -hmm. who I considered my first mentor. And um, he always kept the kids out of the street. When I graduated out of college. The older members said, hey, Gary, listen, we're getting older. Mm -hmm. We need some of you young guys to get involved. Take over. Take over. Take over. Right. So I did, and I created like a league for young kids in Rosa for like 200 kids. Mm -hmm. With that, I created an all-star team out of those guys to, to make them travel also. Mm -hmm. And I went to a thing in Jersey called the Little Lad. I used to play in that, the Little Lad in Trent, New Jersey. They have it. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, it was called Little Lad. Yeah, uh -huh. it was Biddy kind of like because we started out in Biddy basketball. Uh -huh. And Biddy basketball that you play like in eight foot rims. So back then when I was I thought I was Dr. J myself. Right, right. Okay, we could dunk, you know, everything else. That we traveled all over That's the country. Mm -hmm. Those were probably some of my best time because at those days, you stayed at uh, different people's home. Mm -hmm. And people opened up their homes to you. It was unbelievable. First time I ever rode a horse. First time I took maple syrup out of someone's tree, depending on where you went. I mean, people were awesome. So I never forgot those times, and so I decided to give back. But so I created the little lad, the the team mm -hmm. to travel to little lad. And I remember the first time I saw a young twelve year old, and I think he was twelve at the time. And the kid walked in. He walked like he was a pro. Mm -hmm. He talked like he was a pro. When he was on the court, he commanded the court like he was a pro. I didn't know who this kid was. He was like, who that? I was like, who is this little kid? <laughs> right. Like this. Well, at that time, the kid's name was Stephon Marbury. Okay? And I never forgot those things. And then it was another tournament. 
that we would go to it was called um, in Delaware. It was the Jim Dooley's uh, the Delaware the Delaware uh, the Delaware tournament in uh, by a gentleman by the name of uh, uh, Jim Dooley, mm -hmm. and um, that's when you really got to see some talent. And I remember the first time I ever saw Riverside. Mm -hmm. not knowing we were just a average team from a low town, mm -hmm. and they had um, trying to remember. It might have been, I, I want to say it was Phelps was on that team. Which, uh, Derek? Derek Phelps. Mm -hmm. And Red might have been on, on the Red or Tree. I mean, they were loaded. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we ended up playing against a kid that dropped 40 on us by the name of Travis Best. Yeah, okay? Spring for Mass. And mm -hmm. that's when I realized that, wait a minute now, here's a bigger picture here. Uh huh. So if I, if I need to keep up with these guys, I, I have to do a little bit better than this. Mm -hmm. So I decided to get that exposure to the kids in Long Island. So now I start to recruit in Long Island mm -hmm. uh, to get some of the better guys so they can get the opportunity to get scholarships, okay? Um, and I sent out on that mission, and I was fortunate enough one day through a kid named Derek Brown, who, who ran a plane for St. John, who said to me, you need to come and see this kid in um, Sawanica, but he doesn't live too far from me. And I said, really? The kid was in eighth grade, and uh, I go see the kid, and the kid turned out to be Zender Hamilton. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep, big Z. So, uh, as I tell people, Z took us to the top. Mm -hmm. Lamar Odom and Speedy Claxton took us over the top. But by getting Z, other people wanted to play with us. So Z, to me, opened up. He didn't open it up. He kicked the balls in. Right, right. right? And I also want to thank, you know, Ron DeClario, because Ronnie... At that time, had the vision is to, uh, to want to help another kid out. He said, hey, guy, I want him to play with Z. I mm -hmm. wanted to get that exposure, and that kid would skip my loop. And then now, by getting skipped, it opened up the door for us to be able to get players in the city. Mm -hmm. And then next thing, we, we ended up getting to win Woodward. Yep. Okay, and then the, the, the Lamar, Speedy. And the funny thing is, Speedy actually lives next town uh -huh. from here at uh, Hempstead. Mm -hmm. All right, and Speedy was unreal. I, I don't remember us losing too many events. With Speedy at the with, helm? With Speedy at the helm. So who was your, who was your backcourt, your, your, your first main backcourt with Z? It was uh, Skip mm -hmm. uh, with Darius Burton, who's now the, the high school coach at yeah, Baldwin, Baldwin right. You, know, you know, right here. Darius was also uh, a soccer uh, All-American. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he actually played, what was it? Um, was it Junior Olympic? Yeah, Darius was uh, was one heck of a, a soccer player and a real quick, you know, heady, you know, point guard. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, him and Skip, I would say to me, were the first two. And then the next was Dwayne, who went to Boston College, and Jamal Smiley, who went to Illinois State, okay. and he's currently an NBA agent, you know, right now. So, so I remember that name. Yeah, I've seen it somewhere before. He went to Long Island Lutheran. Okay. okay. That's probably why. Yeah, yeah, he went to Long Island Lutheran. But him and Dwayne were special because I would say that Darius and Skip were, 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 were older at the time. So I think they were around when Z was a freshman, sophomore. Uh -huh. So then those other guys were there, I guess, when Z was a junior. Junior, right. You know, that was, that was the crew, you so, know, so to speak. You said Z kicked the doors in. So his recruiting class, what, 80, uh, 91, probably, yeah, 91, 91, 91, 92, he yes. was in that Felipe class. Yeah, 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 yeah. So actually that class, the, the top five guys in that class were Felipe, mm -hmm. 
Allen Iverson, mm -hmm. um, Zenden, uh, Antoine Walker, and Danny Fortson, from what I remember, were like that top five. So you had what? Cincinnati, uh, two St. John's, Georgetown, and Kentucky. Kentucky. And Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Z was one of the big ones, man. Like Absolutely. I, I remember Z when he went to St. John's. I was like, Z, why are you going there? He said, I gotta go there. I gotta go there. I gotta go there. <laughs> And the reason why I said that because Felipe got garnered all their attention. All their attention. All their attention. All the attention. And not that you know Z wasn't as athletic and as um, mm -hmm. um, quick with the ball um, as, as as Felipe, but Z probably needed to be a number one guy. Z averaged um, probably his last summer thirty five uh -huh. points a game. Yeah, I know. In every game he played, and I always remember at first he wasn't sure if he was gonna do it, but mm -hmm. he was very close to his dad. His dad was the only one who could have Syracuse. You know, now that it's been X amount of years uh, as a Syracuse, and I said that for a reason, Z really wanted to go to Syracuse. Uh -huh. that's, that's what you said to me. Okay. I, I got to go. <laughs> okay. He really wanted to go to Syracuse, but he was close to his dad, and his dad wanted him to go to St. John. John. All right, so at the end of the day, it turned to be St. John, but I can say it now, not that he ever regrets it, but that was his first choice was mm -hmm. to go to, to, go to yeah, Syracuse. And it was funny, I remember when we decided, okay, how are we going to do it? He didn't want to be a second fiddle with Felipe, the announcement. He figured that if he announced it after uh, Felipe, his thing was going to be afterthought. And uh -huh. that's why we announced before Felipe did. Like, people want to know that history, but we did that for a reason. That's smart. So then you had, because that, that was a, the, the crux of your AA team. This is a, no, 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 it's not your fault, so let me just tell the audience on that. AAU is um, a league in which the kids play in AAU, and then there's a, a championship that's played down in Florida, Florida right. and it's called AAU. So everyone calls everything yeah, AAU. Yeah, they, they lump everything they together. They lump everything together. Yeah, yeah, we don't. Right. We call it grassroots basketball because that's the beginning. Right. right. Because we don't go there. You know, we end up in Vegas and we end up doing other things like uh -huh. the EYBL. EYBL yeah. team don't play in AAU. Nope. Okay. I know how many teams don't play in the AU. Right. It's all grassroots basketball. So we're, so I've always made sure to tell people it's, it's grassroots basketball. Okay? That's, that's, so, a, that's, that's great to you know, inform everybody because, like you said, everybody's dumped, dumped they dump in. It. They dump right. in. The only thing that's distinct, distinguished is like CYO and AU. Right. Yeah, that's, right. that's the only thing that's separate. Right. Right. So your grassroots team, there's a rumor spread out there, and it's a New York rumor for the most part, maybe a myth, urban myth. Um, Ron Ron said that he, uh, Play with put on the Panthers uniform. Is that accurate? He didn't. No, no, he didn't. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because I like to straighten some things out. Uh, back then, the rivalry was Ramon's team versus, and he was with Riverside, church, right? the Panthers because we had Lamar. Mm -hmm. So imagine that competition. And then there's a rumor out there that Lamar played with Riverside. He was playing Riverside at the time. That's not true. Yeah. Okay, he was with us. Uh -huh. and had pictures and games to prove it. Back in those days, the championship either went to Riverside uh -huh. or it went to the Panthers. Mm -hmm. But let me also say this. The beginning of all this started with Riverside and the Gauchos and Doc Nacelli, Madison Broncos. Mm -hmm. But the, Bron uh, the Riverside and the Gauchos were those programs. When I first got going, I looked at them. I was trying to get to where they were at, mm -hmm. Riverside and the mm -hmm. Gauchos. Okay, so I want to thank them for creating, creating that. Because they set the ball. They set the ball. Right, so right. it helped me. It helped me to understand where I needed to get to. So when we got Lamar and Speedy, mm -hmm. we could compete. As a matter of fact, we beat them um, in Port Chester um, with Speedy. Speedy got the MVP, okay? 
the following year they got us. Mm -hmm. uh, who, who was their team for the most their part? Their team. So their main team that Ron Rocky was talking about, Lamar was on, were Eric Barkley. Mm -hmm. um, they had Reggie Jesse, mm -hmm. Anthony Glover, uh, Ron Artest. I'm trying to remember. I'm, I'm, I'm missing. It was Reggie, Ron Ron, Anthony Glover. There's somebody else that that I'm missing off that team. So my point is, is that probably another guard. It was another guard. It was it was Eric. I'm trying to remember now who it was. I thought Reggie was the two. Who was the three? I don't think it was Jamal Robson. Jamal Robson. I think it was before that. You know, Riverside was always loaded. Mm -hmm. Okay, but 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 here's the thing. That was their team. So whereas our team at that time, it was either Speedy, we had Speedy, but then Speedy graduates, and then we ended up getting Khalid Alamin. Mm -hmm. So it was, it, it was Khalid Alamin going up against Evan Barkley, okay? And then we had a kid by the name of Nolan Johnson, mm -hmm. all right? From Boys and Girls, who ended up going to Oklahoma and uh, was a Big 12 player, mm -hmm. was on the team. Uh, Malik Allen was uh, a big guy for me. He went to... Uh, oh, Elton Brand. That's what I'm forgetting. Be honest. Uh -huh. Okay, they uh -huh. had Elton Brand. Mm -hmm. So it would be Elton Brand versus Malik Allen. Allen. Mm -hmm. Now Elton Brand was just as big as, as Elton. So Elton ended up going to Villanova. Mm -hmm. I mean, excuse me, Malik ended With up going to Villanova. Villanova and, then Elton went to and, and Malik ended up playing 12 years in yeah. the league. Wow. So just think about those two guys going against each other. So what I'm saying to you, so that was that matchup. Mm -hmm. Then you had Ron Ron Lamar. That was the matchup. Uh -huh. If you go into the tapes of ISA, you will see those tapes of them going against going against each other, you know, all the time. And we used to laugh because we would say, "Okay, it's the swing; it's our turn to win." Uh -huh. Or they might say, "Okay, it's the fall; it's our turn to win," because the championship went through us, you know, at the time after Speedy left. Uh -huh. I don't think they Speedy was just unreal. Speedy uh -huh. and, and obviously it was Speedy versus Eric, mm -hmm. you know, all the time, and they were best of friends. Yeah, okay. High school uh, uh, teammates. And teammates. Right. <laughs> okay, high school teammates. Right. Okay. So, so the year that Riverside, for example, went like fifty-six and one. Mm -hmm. The the game that they lost, you know, I was there. We were in a tournament in California called the uh, Izzy Washington Slam and Jam. Mm -hmm. They lost to Bam Davis team. Okay, that's who they lost to. Which obviously, you know, <laughs> they, that's telling you something, right? So they didn't just lose to any bumps. Right. All right. And Rama keeps saying Lamar was on that team when they did all that. No, 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 no. Rama, stop doing that. Uh -huh. Okay. Uh -huh. He was with us because we ended up beating uh, the Kenny Bruner team. I think they had Tashawn Prince and a kid named Eric Chenowitz. Oh, no, Shea Cotton. Now, Shea Cotton, as you know, was like the LeBron James of his time. They hadn't lost in two years. Uh -huh. Okay. So we beat them in an unbelievable game. Carl Hobbs, who's the assistant coach now at, at Rutgers, uh, at Rutgers. Mm -hmm. but at the time he was at UConn, I mean, I still talk about that game because there wasn't social media back right, then. Right. Uh, we didn't even really use cell phone back then. There was cell phone, but we didn't use it. But we won that game. So the championship was going to be us versus Barron's team. We couldn't play because our team was scheduled to be in Vegas for a Sunny's event, the big time. Uh-huh. And Sonny said, that's great, y'all got there, yeah, yeah. Like, get your behind get over here to Vegas. To Vegas. <laughs> get to Vegas. So we had to skip the championship, uh -huh. okay? And Lamar and I still talk about that, like, damn, man, we missed that championship Could game. Could you have got him? Huh? You would have got him? It would have been a hell of a game. We would have had a chance. I thought that... Um, now, you're on Barron's homeland. Homeland. Yeah, that's his... Now, that's and Barron's no joke. Right. Uh, I thought 
that year, Khalil Amin had gotten the best of every guard, but we had to play Baron. Mm -hmm. Baron was a special player. I'll say this to you. I thought we would have had a chance because the rules were different. The rules were you had to play five guys in the first quarter, another five guys in the second quarter. Oh, so quarter. you were deeper. We were deeper. Right. You were yeah, deep. We were really right. deep. Right. Okay, because that's how we ended up beating uh, um, um, uh, Kenny Boone and them team who hadn't lost in two years at Shea Kosh. Shea Kosh, right. Because we were just deeper. Because they had us actually about 12 in the first quarter. And mm -hmm. then we came back because our second five. group. Yeah, we were, we were really loaded. So I just want to make sure I set that record straight in that, no, Mama was there and Lamar, you know, was, was here, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, but I'll tell you a famous story to let people don't know, so I'm going to give you this exclusive here. Here we go. Lamar tells me one day that Eric Barkley wants to play with him. It might have been that same year. It was that same year. I said, what do you mean Eric Barkley wants to play? And you got to understand something, okay? I don't want to be a hypocrite. I have Khalil Amin at that time. Yeah, we're going to talk about him. Okay? Uh -huh. So I don't need Eric at that time, but Eric is nice. big time. Nice. nice. Right. That's like, I don't need the aggravation. As a matter of fact, I received a phone call from Ernie Lodge about it. And the funny thing is, I could tell you this right now, I, re I remember this because at my house at the time, you know, the phone was up against the wall, no cell phone, uh -huh, remember uh -huh, now, uh -huh. you know, I'm not dealing with cell phone. Uh -huh. How long is your extension cord? Huh? How long extension cord <laughs> from there to here, I can see the TV, okay? So I'm like, Ernie, what's up? He said, I want to talk to you about Barkley. Uh -huh. I said, who, Charles Barkley? Because uh -huh. I was being funny. He uh -huh. said, Gary, stop playing. And I hear rumors that Eric wants to come over. That's not right, but I'm like, so you don't have to worry about that. That's not going to happen. Eric did, does call me. Same thing. He said, Gary, this is Barkley. I said, oh, Charles? Uh -huh. He said, stop playing, man. Uh -huh. This is Eric. Uh -huh. I want to play with y'all. I have no idea to this day why he was upset with Riverside. Right. I was going right. to ask you that, too. Yeah, I have no idea to this day. Never even asked him. Because I wasn't even going to entertain it. Uh-huh. And he said, I want to play with y'all in Connecticut. We're going to go to a tournament up in Connecticut called the Wayne Simone Tournament, in which everyone's going to be there, including Riverside. Uh -huh. And including uh, uh, DeMar Johnson's team. Uh, who was DC Assault, who mm -hmm. was loaded at the time. So we had to, it was a great event. So Lamar calls me and says, um, hey, pick me up at the airport when you pick up Khalid, because Khalid was flying in. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I'll pick you up at LaGuardia on the way up. So I get there, and who's at the airport? Lamar, Khalid, and Eric Barkley at the airport. Uh -huh. Eric Barkley purposely missed his ride or whatever, so they left, you know, Riverside. He gets in the van. Man, why is this guy doing this to man, me, man? Put, right. you in, put you in a pickle. Put me in this pickle. <laughs> we get there. I said, E, come with me. So we're going. I said, oh, I, I, I got to take you somewhere. Mm -hmm. I'll go through the different, uh, there's a couple courts. And I see Ernie. I said, Ernie, I bought Eric for you. Here's your player. <laughs> Here's your guy. Eric gave me this dirty look. Uh -huh. All right? But I did it. So what happens, we end up playing each other in the championship. And Khalid missed a jump shot at the foul line at the buzzer that could have won it. Uh -huh. And Eric Barkley had a hell of a game. Uh -huh, he was killed. Okay. He, was, he was motivated. He, motivated. he was motivated. Yeah. Okay. But I never regretted that decision. No, no that's okay? the it was right only, decision. It was just the right thing you know, to do. Because over the years, that rivalry with those guys, those point guards, was, was something special. And it wasn't worth for me to get into a situation with Ernie, right. you know, about that. And, and the other thing I wanted to try to explain to these kids that you can't just be doing this back and forth, right, right. you know, you know, stuff. There's a there's a famous game um, that we were playing the semifinal game at ISA, mm -hmm. and against Shaheem Holloway, 
the backcourt was Shaheen and Todd Miles. Mm -hmm. We used to play for me also, but in that particular tournament, I said he was playing with his, his boys. So that's the backcourt. Lamar's not there. He's running late. Uh -huh. But we're playing, and I think Speedy is balling. I think it was Speedy and uh, uh, Nolan Johnson. They're balling. We also had Iron Miller. I remember. remember Iron? Yeah. Exactly. We had Tavares Bell. You know, uh, maybe Ron one Allen. of the best dunkers Rep, Allen, you yeah. know, out there. And we up a couple points. Lamar comes running in. The place is packed. So now the people are going crazy. So at halftime, you know, and I still I still haven't played him yet, right? So at halftime, my guy was like, okay, we be all right, man. Lamar's here. And I said, I'm not playing him. Uh -huh. So my assistant at the time, Nate Cadigan, he said, Charles, are you out of your damn mind? Uh -huh. So I'm not doing man. I'm tired of these kids doing this, man. There's got to be more than just basketball. Right. We need to be teaching how to do the right things. No, he wasn't flying. Yeah, he was. No, he man, was he lived five corner. minutes, man. He's, he's, just, yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's five minutes away, <laughs> right. man. So I'm pissed at him. Right. Okay? So the crowd's going crazy to the point that a couple of the fellas, you know, if you know what I mean, come over to me like, Yo. I got money on this, man. That you need to play him. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not playing him, man. So I'm just telling you this right now. Now, let me also say this. I also knew I had Speedy Claxon. Okay, uh -huh. let me just say that uh -huh. also. All right. You had an ace I, in the hole. I knew I had an ace in the hole. All right. <laughs> Speedy's balling. All right. So I don't want to fuck. Uh -huh. I knew I had Speedy, but I, but I wanted to teach him, you know, something awesome. So I don't play him the whole game. Uh -huh. we, we win the game. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, how about this? Now we have another game. That was a semi. But now we have a championship that night at uh, Riverside Park in uh -huh. Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Against Riverside. Uh, Vivid Park. Uh -huh. uh, okay, uh -huh. and and that goes and that goes back to what I'm telling you about Rama. Like Rama, it wasn't with you, man, because that's when they, they had Ebok, they had Rama, uh, uh, they had Glover, uh -huh. they had Elton Brand. They were loaded. Reggie uh -huh. Jesse, we in the chip. Now, but that's the year, like I said, with Speedy. So Lamar, I guess, was a sophomore, I think, at the time. We beat him. Okay, and and we actually beat him in that particular game handily. And the reason I remember this is because. I'm summing guys out. Uh -huh. I said, let me sub these guys out because if any of you are trying to do anything crazy, Vaman is going to clock you. Yeah. Vaman didn't play that, okay? So Tavares Bell said, let me stay in. I said, Tavares, I'm telling you. <laughs> I said, okay. Yeah, he crazy. <laughs> so let him stay in, right? So he goes in for one of his, try to goes in for one of his patent dunks. Vaman came under and said, clocked! Clocked him under his leg. Uh -huh. Boom, he went flying. He thought he was dead. Uh -huh. All right, but then he got up, and then we all busted our lab and said, "We warned you. <laughs> I told you, okay? I told you <laughs> not to go ahead and do that to Rama." All right, but I also remember <laughs> in which Lamar. I wasn't sure he was gonna show up because he was obviously he was upset mm -hmm. that he didn't play, and um, his aunt Janine, who was big in all of this. Okay, I don't get L in the program without Janine. Mm -hmm. His aunt. Janine, mm -hmm. but, like she believed in Gary Charles, mm -hmm. and I'll always be grateful for her for that. Mm -hmm. So she played a major part of that. So now, oh, um, this guy named Fadri, who we're all close with, who was with Upstate Basketball, his brother was going out with Janine. Yeah, I don't know him. Okay, no. so Fadri from Upstate. So Fadri um, was with Lamar the whole day. He said, "El, did you talk to Gary about how he didn't He said, "No, I didn't get a chance. I didn't want to do it." But the, the Riverbank Championship had nothing to do with it, so I played him. Mm -hmm. The next day for the championship, he's an hour early. The first morning, yeah. He's an hour early. Yep. Okay? He learned. He learned. Right. And he, every Barkley comes in and says, we're going to get you a monster, not this one. Uh -huh. Not this one. 
we win it. Um, and E, I'm sorry, I gotta say this, E. E missed a foul shot. Uh-huh. Yeah, e missed a foul shot. E missed a foul shot. So we, so we go up. Lamar hits a shot with six seconds to go to put us up one. Because uh -huh. it was a tie game. Uh-huh. Here I say. So now, timeout is called. Eric is bringing up the ball. They call a foul speedy. I'm going crazy at that point. Okay? And... Uh, I appreciate the fact that the ref didn't call the tech on uh -huh. I appreciate that, man. Uh, who was it? You know? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I don't yeah, remember. Yeah. So now Eric is going to the foul line. I'm like, damn it. Eric's like an 80-something, you know, foul shot shooter. I'm like, this guy's going to hit both shots maybe. And I don't know if I purposely called a time. I don't remember to ice him. To ice him. Right. All right? And then Eric goes up there. And you know how I say it. So, you know, place is going crazy. And he missed it. And Malik Allen got the rebound. Okay? And that's why I always remember these things because Malik was that beef we needed to go compete against Elton Brand. We got the rebound and we win. Speedy and Lamar end up getting co-MVP. And I actually have that picture of those two together that year uh -huh. of getting co-MVP. So here's the, um, the other myth and how this got started about Lamar playing with them. In Porchester, uh -huh. they beat us uh, the next year. They beat us. I think it was that year that they beat us. And they were taking a picture. Eric Barkley, Ron Ron, Elton, they were all taking a picture together with Glover. They asked Lamar to take a picture with them. And they, Lamar takes the picture. And people have used that picture and say, yeah, that's where Lamar played Riverside, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, though. The people who have been saying that, I want you to know this. Look at the T-shirt that Lamar has on. On the T-shirt, it says Adidas. Yeah. Lamar was upset that we lost, so he took his shirt off. And now he has a t-shirt that says Adidas. Uh -huh. Alright? Everyone knows Riverside was never part of Adidas. Right. They were a Nike program. Yep. We were Adidas. Lamar never would have had another that's shoe right. brand. Right. Okay? Sleep uh, shirt on. So that's what happened, y'all. Okay? We were in Porchester. He took his shirt off and went and took a picture with the guys. And then people took that story and ran with it. Right. That was Adidas shirt. Take a look at the picture. You'll see the Adidas logo. I'm going to okay. look next time I see it. Okay. I know that Dave Joint does. He puts all those old pictures. He puts his own? Yeah. He put, put, There's put, Adidas put, put, on there. I think he had a UNLV pair of shorts on, you know, whatever. But, you know, that's you know that's the deal. And actually, Lamar uh, just did a, a story a couple of weeks ago. It was on, what was it? I don't know if it was on HBO or something that he was on in which he tells. Yeah, yeah. I seen he says that. that I was with the Panthers, and he said, my family knew Gary Charles, and, and boom, boom, boom. Yeah, so, and that, and that was his aunt. That was his aunt Janine who orchestrated, you know, all of that. So, Janine, thank you. Yeah, okay. that, so that was your one, not, not necessarily your one, that's the one you said that took you over the top. He took us over the top him with speed. speed. Him, him and speed. speed. Him and speed. Because now what it did is they opened up for other kids, you know, from the city. You know, so what Skip opening up, but now once I had L, right. L was that guy. So the people that you mentioned the whole throughout the whole conversation, this whole segment, mm -hmm. made it to the NBA very, very, very close. Yes, Speedy right. who got rings. Yep. L.O. who has rings. Yep. You have uh, Ron Ron who has yep. rings. NBA. Um, Malik, Malik Allen did twelve years. Yep. Elton did got a national championship yep. at uh, Duke. At Duke. Um, Zenden, of course. Yep. Uh, he played in the he NBA. Played, he was. He with, played in the NBA. He, he got like ten years. He got ten years in the NBA. People don't even know that he got ten years in it. Ten years. And still with money in the bank. Z, you still owe me five hours. He owes yeah. you just five? Yeah. He owes me a little more than that. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Dwayne Woodward, who didn't make it to the NBA. But, but played overseas, overseas for got, over 10 years. Got probably one of the biggest contracts. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, like 
I'm not gonna put his business out there. Yeah, like a big, big contract. A lot of money. A lot of um, money. And they all from New York. What was the swagger like of New Yorkers walking into the gym in that era when you had the chose when, when uh, church and and you guys? When you walked in the gym, and we the was we was up ten points. Yeah. And the thing about uh, wherever we go, I'm still amazed by that. People know where you're from, New York. Our walk York, is different. Our walk is different, <laughs> but our, our, they claim that our accent is different. And I always go, what accent? You're the one with the accent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but they always say that. Our swag is just totally different. And people just like, uh-oh. Uh -huh. That's the way it was. I remember one year, I was with a Derrick player. Derrick is my man, because we go way back mm -hmm. to back then. Actually, the first time I saw Stephon Marbury, it was with a team called Young Life. Derrick was the coach. Back in Little Lad, New Jersey. Well, okay. It was different players, uh -huh. to give you a little history. So we're out there in California, and these guys had their hats on, you know, and everything, okay. And I remember now we're with Sonny, and Sonny gave us like these LA gear. So uh -huh. people don't remember that. So he, we were outfitted with, <laughs> so we with LA gear. So we were about to go play against Shea Cotton squad. Shea we put out, we put the hoodies on, and we walked in single file. My like, uh -huh. like, uh, like we were in the Marines. Uh -huh. So, whereas um, uh, the Oakland soldiers, that's what they do now. Mm -hmm. But we were doing it before then. It's like we walked in, dressed up single file to let people know we're not scared of y'all. Because when we walked in the gym, they were doing gang time. Uh -huh. We kept like, yeah, y'all coming to the house, you know, right here. But it's funny, Khalid, man. Khalid was just doing the same thing to them, you know, with, with gang signs. And Khalid wasn't scared of anyone. But hold on, before I, Khalid, there's a, there's, I, know it's, I know it's the truth, though, because I was there. He got that one game in the ISA. Oof. <laughs> who, who was it? Danny? Uh, Bobby? Really? Uh, I don't know who it was. He got there at half halftime or something like that. He got there late, not on time. He put on like one of the best show performances ever known in the Here, ISA history. Here's what happened. No, actually, we were gonna play the championship with um, against you know Riverside. I always teased. Thurman about this because I heard Thurman in the podcast and it seemed like Riverside always beat us. Uh -huh. Not true. It was always a back and forth thing. So uh, we pick up Khalid at the airport. It was uh, Lamar and I. We uh -huh. picked him up at the airport this time. Khalid was one probably, I would say, the fiercest competitor I've ever coached. Okay? Him and Jason Fraser. Jason was up there too. But Khalid was something else. So we at the airport and Khalid is saying something in the back seat. I said, yo, man. And Barker said, he's going to kick your ass. <laughs> Somebody talking. <laughs> he said, what? I said, yo, E. Barker said, he's going to kick your ass. Uh -huh. And Lamar just looks at me. I look at Lamar. He's quiet now in the back. And I'm looking through my Vivian mirror. And I see he's just like, kick my ass. You know, <laughs> go to his mouth. Yo, he's going to kick my ass. Processing. <laughs> he's processing. Because I know how he is, how he's built. You got to know how your guys are built. Uh -huh. He didn't say a word. All the way to ISA. He didn't say a word. And at one point, he hit a shot from half court. And he turned around. And Pete, Pete Edwards still talks about that. He said, this is my house. This is my house. And it was an unbelievable performance. I heard that. that no, I, I caught some of it. He he killed. He was over here. And we won. We won that you know, championship. That's why I keep saying, Thurman, you didn't win them all. Okay, we were going back and forth. But, uh, yeah. He, he, he was special. He was special. And I'll tell you what, how special he was. He was scheduled to go to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. He told the Minnesota people, I can't go. I'm going to the Big East. And I said, dude, why do you want to go to the Big East? He said, coach, I want to be able to play against Eric Barkley. 
who went to St. John. I want to be able to play against um, Shamgar, mm -hmm. who was at uh, Providence, right. you know, at the time. And I, I want to say, I think there was a kid named uh, Vartigo Cumming, who was at Pitt. Pitt. But I know what the point was. But he wasn't a point, though. I think he was like a Maybe two, 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 okay. two, yeah. But there were a lot of great point guards in the, in the Big East. Yeah, who was at, uh, uh, you know, at Syracuse? Um, I can't remember, but obviously there was someone there. And that's what he wanted to compete against, okay? Oh, yeah, and that was the reason that... He did that, and I'll never forget that. Obviously, he takes UConn to the national championship, mm -hmm. and they actually beat Elton Brand, mm -hmm. Duke, yep. in the national uh, in the national championship. Him and uh, you know Richard Hamilton. Yep. Okay, but Khalid was that that competitor. No, he. All you had to do was say something. He knew you had. My partner Khalid um, said that's the only reason he went to UConn. Same reason. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Following his footsteps. Following his footsteps. Yeah, because he led he led the tradition as far as. Competing and just being that tough mother effer that just didn't give a that, man, <laughs> dude. You know, it go back to what you were saying. In so back to California, wherever you went, there was just a swag about us. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, and I remember that um, I have guys now who said, "Gary, when you guys used to come out there, because we used to actually play two tournaments out in California." You know, people don't understand back in the days how it went, but there was the. Uh, Izzy Washington slam jam, and then there was the the pump and run. I remember that one. Okay, yeah. so we were playing too, and a lot of guys who are now balling or have programmed California said they started because of us watching us play. Mm -hmm. Okay, they were motivated to create a program, and now they got it. They had it rolling. Oh, they rolling up, right? You know, but now I'm talking about early '90s people, and I know you guys don't understand that. Yeah, sure. uh, we try to give them some information yeah, and history. Yeah, exactly, you need to understand your history. That's okay. the truth. That's the truth. But that's um, which is perfect because now, back then we were considered the mecca. Oh, without a doubt, it wasn't even close. It wasn't. It wasn't even close. Not even close. Now you know they could clown on it, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. and they they would say stuff like say stuff like, yeah, back in the days you got were, mm -hmm. California's the spot now. Chicago can lay claim to it because they they're producing all these yep. pros. Yep. And rightfully so, they, those right. guys are doing a good job. But was it equivalent to what New York was doing back then? No, um, but here's the thing, though, and, and I want people to understand the evolution, you know, of things. Every, you know, not everything always stays the same, mm -hmm. you know. Back in the day, you had um, the, the Dream Team, okay? Mm -hmm. When the Dream Team were form, was formed, it was special. And you go back and look at, what is it, 11 Hall of Famers? Yep, you know, so Christian Lake, like right, that. Right, you know, right. Well, yeah. oh, that's 12. That's yeah. why I said 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying he's the only one that did right, right. right. So now, when we went out there, here's what we did. We opened up the eyes of the world. Okay, and I now, like that one. Like and that. now, everyone started to play. I like that. Croatia. I like that. Okay, everyone started to play now because we opened up the world. When... Lamar and them was playing, we were considered like the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Everywhere we went, the place was packed. So now, people were coming to see us everywhere we went. Now, we started to open up eyes. Riverside was coming, because we were all, you know, traveling together. Right. So now, it opened up the door for people to say, oh, okay, we need to start playing. And that, that goes back to what I just said to you, that a lot of the guys who watched us play said it motivated them to get going. So what did we do? We motivated the rest of the country. I like that. You know, to start playing. The same way that the United States does not own the NBA anymore. Correct. Okay, there's people coming from overseas. New York does not own the country of best basketball anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay, because it's not because we did anything wrong. It's just that everyone else started to catch up. Right, right. 
right. right? People don't understand that. Here's another aspect of it. The, the, the grit that we had was that we were that tough-minded, inner-city kid that's, you know, balling, all right? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. When I was coming up, I learned from my dad. Now, I've been wearing hats since I was 14, 15 years old. But I'm a byproduct of the 70s, black exploitation movie, mm -hmm. Superfly, mm -hmm. the Mac, and things of that nature, okay? That's me. Uh -huh. That's how I came up. If my mom would tell me to do something, it's still in my head. So even now, at 50-something years old, I'm about to go do something. My mom's still in my head where I'm saying, hey, my mom wouldn't want me to do that. Right. My mom want me to do, you know, certain things. Right. Okay? So, now these kids came up through ESPN. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to blame grassroots basketball for everything that goes wrong. Oh, grassroots basketball. That's true. Hold on now. You went to Duke for a couple of years. You didn't learn anything over there? Then you go to the NBA. You didn't learn anything there. And we're still getting the blame from whatever. But you watch ESPN. You either seen the dunks, or you seen uh, the three point shot. Okay, that's what you seen. So now kids thinking that what well, that's what I have to do. So now we don't spend time on some of the things that we used to do, because this is what we know now. Right. And that's what I mean when I say that we need to understand that you know, you know things just change over X amount of time. Right. All right. There was a time in this town. I could not live here in Baldwin, but now we can. Mm -hmm. Things have changed. Mm -hmm. So we have to adapt with it or understand. So stop blaming, let's say, grassroots basketball or stop thinking that, damn, what happened to New York? Hey, man, everybody else caught up. Right, right. No, that's a great analogy, that dream team, because like you mentioned, the, the MVP from last year was, uh, wasn't from America. The uh, Six Man of the Year award person wasn't from America. The rookie of the year wasn't from America, um, so that opened up that '92 team, which is probably the greatest team greatest of all time. Opened up the doors. It opened up the doors. Opened up the doors to everyone to see, and they were signing autographs. You remember? Absolutely. They were signing autographs in, in Croatia and so Anyway, so it's the same thing as that, as That's I remember when the Riverside, the Gauchos, the Panthers were traveling, and now everywhere we go, people were looking at us. Okay, these so, guys were, and people don't understand it because it wasn't even social media at that right, point. Right, right, right. But I'm going to tell you why I couldn't understand. But honestly. social media now is, is, is taking the ESPN highlight people right. to another level. To another level. To another level. Without a doubt. You know, without a doubt. And back then, I couldn't understand how we would get somewhere and there would be girls waiting for the team. And I would be like... Teenagers? You guys are teenagers? <laughs> how did they even know you guys were going to be here? Because I couldn't understand that. <laughs> And come to find out that the girls, let's say, who saw us in one town would call their cousins or whatever and say, oh, they're coming to your town next. Oh, that's crazy. It, that's how crazy it was crazy. back then. And people don't, won't understand it, understand it. But, you know, Lamar was a special breed, okay, as you guys can see now uh, and everything. And then the other guy that we had, we had 12 Division One players on that team. So you only had one team? The 17 you at that time, yeah. Time. I mean, we had it like, um, I think at that time we only had that one team, but mm -hmm. it was 12 division one plays. Here's, here's the thing now there's a team, a grassroots team on every corner of uh, New York now or everywhere else. Right, right, everywhere. That's not the way it was back then, right? Right? So, Riverside was loaded, Gauchos was loaded, we were loaded, Massive Walkers was loaded. We were the team, right? And again, same thing, we had to adapt because right. now other people started to get. 
you know, some guys or whatever yeah. people got, you know, involved in the game. So um, that to me is part of, you know, what's happening. And, and, and here's the thing, like, for example, Royal said, because I heard Royal Ivy, you know, podcast mm-hmm. and everything, and Royal said, you mentioned about a kid, Tobias Harris, Long Island. He said, yeah, but I don't consider that. You know, my man, Royal, we all in New York. We all part of New York. See, I don't, I don't go around anymore saying New York City. City right, right. Okay? I say New York. All right? Like, Mohawk is from Queens. Yep. Mohawk is in NBA. Yep. They getting the check. Danny Green, Long Island, still getting paid. Mm-hmm. Okay? Tobias, Long Island, getting paid. That's all part of us. That, you know, we, we have to say that's our family. Okay? It's not just New York City, okay? Because New York City has helped the kids in Long Island to waken up and start playing. Yep. Gary Charles helped them. Like, hey, guys, guess what? You can get a scholarship. Because prior to that, no one knew. I wish, I wish there were Gary Charles when I played. Right. You know, as short as I am, I, I could ball. Yeah, you could do something. I, I could did. do something. <laughs> but I did play ball. Right, right, right. I, I, no, I, I could have gotten something. Right. All right? So the city guys helped. And I'll never forget someone from the Gaucho said this to me. My boy Dave, back in the days. We're in an event. And to be honest with you, in Long Island at that time, when those events was over in April, we were done. Right, right. Because for us, now we're about to go play baseball. All right? See, it's Long Island. We're in the suburb. Right. Now we go play baseball. Baseball is over. Now we go play football. Oh, yeah. And I remember Dave So you didn't said, get back on the basketball court until November, November. That's not That's not the way we were. Right. That's what I mean when I say, like, Chuck D was a catcher in our Little league, you know, here in uh, Roosevelt. Uh-huh. Okay, we all came up together. That's that's the way we were. Our community, kids had to be playing. Okay, so Dave said to me, "I said, uh, well, I guess we're done." He said, "Done." So we have a tournament next week. I said, "Huh?" He said, "Listen to me. You want to get good? You gotta play this thing twenty four seven. I never forgot those words. And when he said those words to me, it like opened up my eyes. I'm like, y'all still playing?" Cause I'm from Long Island. Yeah. I don't know these things. Yeah. Okay? So, I had to understand that. And, and let me tell you another thing that people don't understand. You learn a lot more listening something, you know, than talking. Yeah. So I was listening uh-huh. today. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay? I heard him. And once he told me that, now I went and got the guys who wanted to continue to keep working out and keep playing. Which okay? led you to... You had a quasi partnership with um with Sonny, or you guys were great, so, great so friends. Could you then start your uh, ABC camp? ABC when camp? Um, um, I had Zenon Hamilton, um, Howie Goffin controlled Sonny, because I didn't know Sonny at the time. I used to hear him on the radio and things like that. And Howie called me one day and said, "Gary, you said radio, yeah, radio. <laughs> oh How about that, huh?" All right, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. And he said, Howie said, "Gary, there's a gentleman that's gonna call you named Sonny Vacal. Have you ever heard of him?" Yes, I've heard of Sonny Vacal. Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, he pianced, you know, he signed Michael, and he said, well, he's going to call you. This is Sonny McCall. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the man's going to call me in a week or whenever. I'm not thinking of it. So he said, he wants to do a camp. He wants to get you involved in the camp. I said, okay. I hang up the phone from golf. I'm literally about to jump into the shower. Not even two minutes. Bling! Really? The phone's ringing. Gary Charles, Sonny McCall. I said, Mr. McCall, how are you? Mm-hmm. And he starts to outline something he wants to do. And he says to me, but I need to talk to you face to face. He said, you ever been in the Final Four? I said, no, sir, I haven't. 
Did you plan on coming? I said, no, I'm not. It's the last thing I'm thinking about going mm-hmm. to the Final Four. I need you to come out <coughs> so you can talk. So I go out to the Final Four. I get to the Final Four and I get to the coach's hotel. So I'm staying in the coach's hotel. Come in there. I walk in there. Dude, every college coach in America is in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Just, but they are there, right? Uh-huh. And I see John Thompson, who's like, oh my God. Uh-huh. John Thompson, I saw the biggest head I've ever seen. Uh-huh. I mean, he just like took up the whole room, so to speak. George Ravlin was a coach back then. Mm-hmm. He wasn't with Nike at that time. He was a coach. At uh, USC. At USC. Right, right. It's Pat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? I called Sonny on the, on the house phone. Uh, Mr. Vicaro, I'm here. Uh-huh. Come on up to my room. Okay. I go up to his room. His wife answers the phone. The door, Pam. One of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. I'm like, oh my God. And at one point, she used to do commercials. People want to know that there was a soap that used to be that was called Palmolive. Uh, it was Palmolive soap. Uh-huh. So she used to do commercials for that. Anyway, she opened the door in a uh, uh, hotel room. Mm-hmm. And then here's Sonny. Catch us! And I'm looking at him like, I just got to get this woman, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. But then he starts talking. And he breaks down his vision. And he says, are you with me? Okay. okay. And I look at him. And I looked at Pam. I looked at him. <laughs> and I looked at Pam. <laughs> and I say to myself, any man that can get this woman must know what he's doing. I mean, true story. Yo, that's hilarious. I shake his hand. Uh-huh. And he tells me, go ahead and get some uniforms. So I go into the convention center to go buy a uniform for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. He said, you need to step your game up is what we're about to do. And at the time, that's what I tell people, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, I sent Z to the camp, uh, ABCD camp, which was in California, mm-hmm. you know, at the time. And it was with Converse. See, the first two years when we did ABCD, it was Converse. Now, by the way, for the record, ABCD had been going on for years before that. He was with Nike. Uh-huh. But then when Nike let him go, now he's a free agent. Right. So he signed this two-year deal with Converse. And the funny thing is, I met the Final Four with my boy, Mickey Walker. Mm-hmm. Now, remember now, Mickey Walker had Elton Brand before Riverside. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had Elton. Lamar actually went with him to France. They went to France with Jamal McClure, who people don't probably don't even know, but went to the NBA and is currently assistant coach with Toronto. Yep. Okay? He's actually so, a Toronto legend. Or he's a Canadian, Canadian he's legend. He's a Canadian legend. Canadian legend. So, I go sit down with Mickey, and Mickey actually wants to just go with Converse. And he tells Converse, whatever I do, Gary's going to do. Because Mickey and I, we're, we're boys. Mm-hmm. Mickey and I were the two guys who actually first started grassroots team traveling and playing against college teams back in those days. Okay? Mm-hmm. We were the ones. Mm-hmm. Mickey had the idea, but I had the connection. Uh-huh. So I would call the teams, and we did those games. So, but, so Mickey and I used to do everything together. But that time I said, Mickey, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to I'm going to sign your thing. Uh-huh. He didn't understand then, but now he did. He said, God damn it, I messed up. <laughs> he knows that. He looking back at it, but he went cop. So, so now we with Converse. Um, but Converse was hot back then, though. Dude. They was hot. Converse was hot. They, they probably had one of the best super Ooh. teams up in Dorsey in the fact, world. I was upset when Sonny <laughs> told me we done. So now, in the middle of our second year, mm-hmm. he tells me, we're doing a deal with Adidas. And he brings me out into Manhattan because I met Robert Schwarzer, who was not the Adidas guy. And he does me say, Robert, this guy is going to help us. 
to go where we need to go. Uh-huh. Like, you gotta understand, I'm still naive. I don't know what this man's talking about. Uh-huh. But he, here's why he was so on me. I wasn't just a grassroots guy. I was working on Wall Street. Uh-huh. Okay, I was like, you know, I'm dressed. You, you know me. I'll get my suit on. Uh-huh. That's just who I was, right? And so he saw more in me. And I'm not even thinking about bad. So I'm thinking about making my money there. Okay, now listen. I'm about to say something. I'm not bragging. I'm just giving you facts. And I tell people sometimes, sometimes when you're giving out facts, you're not bragging. You're just giving out facts. Right. At um, 27 years old, I'm working on Wall Street. I'm already driving a Porsche. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I bought a house when I was 25 years old. Okay, I'm not thinking about bass at the time. I'm just trying to help out the youth center people, whatever. I'm, uh-huh. I'm rolling. I'm uh-huh. doing my thing. Uh-huh. That's what Sonny saw. Okay, here's a young man who's already doing his thing. So anyway, I meet, I meet this guy. But we have to do Converse the second year because we already had a deal right. for the shoe deal. Right. I mean, to go to camp with Converse. So here we are the second year in Ypsilanti, Michigan uh, for ABCD. Felipe was there, Paul Pierce. I remember I saw Paul working out. And I'm like, who is this kid over there? This kid was just so... Man, He's polished at that age. And I even said, yo, this kid is the truth. He was that good. Uh-huh. He didn't know his name was going to end up being that. But he, that's, that's really what. Like, this kid is the truth. There was some players, you know, back then. I've never got. It was a kid. Um, I can't remember. Um, uh, what's my boy's name? My mom just went blank. Coach of Marquette right now. Uh, um, what? Uh, Wojciechowski. He was playing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, where's this white kid over there? Uh-huh. He was baller. He was good. Turned out to be Steve Wojciechowski. Uh-huh. So I remember all of that because I was talking to uh, Rick Barnes about that because he ended up going, uh, Rick Barnes recruiting him in Providence. At the time, and I remember, I saw some of Rick's guys, and I was like, "Hey guys, you need to look at this white kid over there. You're looking at all these guys. This, this kid right here, Kapoor. Uh-huh. It turned out to be him, and obviously he ends up at Duke. Yeah. All right. Um, so anyway, so so that camp was that good um, at that time with a lot of ball players. So we did that, and now Sonny said, "I need you to help me get find other teams like you mm-hmm. with Adidas, okay, and." Um, give him a contract because I'm relying on you to make this thing happen. And I said, what's the goal? He said, the goal is to find a kid that we could sign for Adidas down the line. He said, but we're going to start from the grassroots. We can't get him from the NBA. Let's start Smart. from the grassroots. Smart. I said, okay. So basically, he laid the blueprint. I know everyone's seen the documentary. He's laid the blueprint for what's, what, what's going on now. What's going on now. For okay. Yep. He laid, so he laid it out to me. I said, okay. And I remember Adidas first came out with these sneakers. It was like damn boots. Kids hated them. In fact, I remember Wally's Irby, I didn't want to play them. Uh-huh. And back then, after Vegas, the other big tournament was a tournament in, in Ohio uh, by a guy named uh, Bobby Quartzen uh, in uh, Columbus, in Columbus, Ohio. So we used to go out there to his, to his event. Um, in fact, um, so Wally hated. He didn't want to play with him, man. <laughs> so damn bulky, uh-huh. you know. But that's how far Adidas had come. But I remember that. And um, the thing about back then, or even now, when you go to the event, if you're if you're a coach uh, and your son's playing, you could still go to these events uh, during the dead period. Uh-huh. The dead period, fans, is when college coaches are not allowed to be there. We call that the dead period. Right. So. One of my closest friends, who was actually happened to be recruit one of my players, was at LaSalle, was Joe Bryant. Mm-hmm. So Joe Bryant was recruiting a kid from West Hampton named Ed Corbett, who actually ended up going to um, UNLV. I remember that. Yep. 
so Eddie was about six, seven. He was recruiting him, and he was also looking at the time at Noah's Bell, the Vars Bell older brother, mm-hmm. who would also jump out the mm-hmm. off the roof. Mm-hmm. And then the more and more, you know, Joe and I were talking. He was like, "Hey, come see my son." Games, because we were in the same events. Mm-hmm. And I remember this one particular event called. Uh, uh, it was called War in the Woods in South Jersey. Mm-hmm. The games were played outside. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you're driving in the middle of damn nowhere and then you make a sharp left in the middle of the woods and as you go a little bit further, half a mile, if you open up, there's three basketball courts, a house, you know, it's like, it's like what the? Mm-hmm. That's where the tournament was at. Mm-hmm. So we're playing there. So I go over there to go watch young Kobe play. That's crazy. Okay. So and, what is he, like 13, 14? I mean, you know, he might have been 15, 15 at the time, okay. you know, but I'm watching him, you know, play. And he said, watch my kid. I said, okay. Here's what's amazing about Kobe. I know, forget this. Kobe was on a real kid. Kobe didn't care nothing about you. Kobe would be his mama. Mm-hmm. So Kobe makes a play. It's a dunk. So Joe hits me in my rib. You see that dunk? That Kobe comes across like this. You see that dunk? I said, Yeah, I see the dunk. Mm-hmm. Come back down. Whap! Here's a jump shot. And Joey again hit me in my wrist. You see that jump shot? I said, Yeah. Here comes Kobe. You see that jump shot? Uh huh. I said, Yeah, I saw the damn jump shot. I watched the same game. You I watched the same game you watched. But that's like Kobe. He was in that fire. Uh-huh. I'm like, Damn, this kid. Boom. Uh-huh. But it wasn't. Like, people asked me, How did you know he was going to be that guy? It wasn't just the way he played. It was his action and the way he talked to you. Mm-hmm. Like for example, when Kobe, when we made the decision that Kobe was gonna go to the draft, the next person next year was gonna be Lamar. Mm-hmm. But as good as Lamar was, he wasn't mentally prepared to go. Okay, mm-hmm. Kobe was. So now, one day Sunday and I were talking, and he. Now it's about Felipe, because Felipe's at St. John, and Sonny, Sonny's like, we got to you know, make sure Felipe's okay, I said, Sonny, I love my boy, but the next one is, is somebody else. He said, mm-hmm. who's that? I said, this kid named Kobe Bryant. He's like, what? Joe Bryant played in my game. Mm-hmm. Joe Bryant had played in Sonny's All-American game, so I said, Sonny, that's the kid. He said, you sure? I said, I'm not going to bet my life, uh-huh. but it's damn near it. Uh-huh. I think that's the guy. Now, and, and this is... What's important? Because now everybody thinks, eh, that's easy. No, it wasn't. Kevin Garnett had left. Prior to that, no guards had done it. It's not the way it is now. Right. Okay, it wasn't a normal thing. Okay, as a matter of fact, we knew people were going to kill us. So Joe and I, and Joe tells me, guess what? So one day Joe tells me, Kobe wants to do this. Uh-huh. I said, oh, this is awesome. Joe, we're going to have to keep this quiet. Uh-huh. Because now, we don't want Nike to find that because we know Nike finds out it's over. It's over. So now I tell Sonny, and now it's like, we got to keep quiet. I don't even deal with Kobe at all. I'm dealing strictly with the dad and the mom. Uh-huh. And now it was Sonny and I, it was another gentleman by the name of Thad Fouché. It was the three of us. Thad Fouché is now the agent for uh, Russell Westbrook. Okay. But it was like us. We were like the you know three amigos, uh-huh. you know, so to speak. Okay. Everywhere you saw one, you saw the other two. And then Sonny said, okay, we're going to make this thing happen. And then, because Joe at one point said, the only thing Kobe was concerned about, or he was concerned about as a parent, he didn't want to mess this up. I said, what about if I give you a guarantee? He said, what guarantee? I said, what about if I gave you a deed of steal? He said, what do you mean? 
I said, then you got guaranteed money. Right. Then you know, no matter what happened, he's gonna be okay. Okay. So, but now we still got a year to do it. Right. Joe and I literally, I would drive to his house to have meeting. He would drive to my house. Uh -huh. Again, before cell phones, everyone. So the only time you could get people is if they were home. They were already here. So there were times he's trying to reach me. He can't get me. I'm not home. Matter of fact, there was one time he came to my house for a meeting. I totally forgot about it. And he can't get to me because right. there's no cell phone. Right, right. And I don't find this out for like a week later. Oh, shit. I said, <laughs> he said, yeah, what happened to me? I'm like, what meeting? He said, remember we had a meeting last week? I'm like, oh, shoot. Uh -huh. I said, what'd you do for two hours? He said, I was counting your flowers. I was counting the color of your flowers. You know, we, we're joking. Mm -hmm. True story. So now we develop a plan. All right? So I'm telling you all of this here. See, it's history. Okay? I need to take a test. So, Sonny decides to move to uh, New York. But people think he's moving to New York for three months because of Lamar, that's coming up, yeah. and Felipe, who's at St. John. It wasn't. It was for Kobe. Mm -hmm. What we would do, Sonny and I and Thad, we would get in our car, my car, drive to Villanova, go to the Villanova game. Steve Lappers, I think, was the coach. Mm -hmm. And Kerry Kittle was playing. Mm -hmm. Kerry Kittle played for Thad's grassroots team. Thad's team was from New Orleans, called the New Orleans Jazz. Okay. So we would go there, and in the auspices of, we went to go see Kerry Kittle play. Uh -huh. Game is over, <laughs> shook his hand, Kobe lived five minutes away. Uh -huh. That was the real reason. That was the real reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would go see Joe, because uh -huh. we were trying to figure this thing out. And, you know, obviously it happened, and the rest is, is history. But that's how that, you know, that happened, in that once we made that guarantee that, Okay, then we, we're going to go ahead and do this. That's a dope story. Okay, now, let me tell you the That's next dope. step to that. Now, this one, I got secondhand. So, these in my, uh, this isn't my word. I'm just telling you what I was told. Okay? When it happened, Phil Knight was like, who the blank mm -hmm. was able to get Kobe? How the blank did this happen? Mm -hmm. And then people told him, the relationship. Sonny had the grassroots teams. This guy, Gary, made it happen uh -huh. through the relationship. What do you think Phil Knight did then? Call Jaws and let's get down together. <laughs> this is when the grassroots of EYBL of Nike started. Makes sense. Okay? And this is why, you know, Nico, who's one of the top guys over there, I remember a couple of years ago I was like congratulating Nico. Mm -hmm. about like, congratulations, I like Nico a lot. He said, no, thank you. And I looked at him like, why are you saying that? And he said... I know my history. Yeah, I appreciate that. Respect. Respect. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, no matter what you guys may think about whatever, man, you all need to shake Sonny McCall's hand anytime you see him because mm -hmm. that man helped create this whole grassroots landscape with EYBL, Under Armour, uh, Adidas, and pretty soon, Puma. All right? Because I'll be damned if Puma's gonna sign all these guys and not do something about it. You letting the okay? bag out. You letting the hey, out the bag. I'm what, just you giving let, you. You letting the Puma out the yeah. bag. <laughs> Listen, like I told y'all, I'm a facts guy. Uh -huh. I'm not here to sugarcoat lie about you know about things. I'm just keeping it real. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, but the point though is, he created that world, and that's why I think that man does belong in the Hall of Fame. Okay, because of all the things he did, he's also the first guy that gave college coaches shoe money. Mm -hmm. Yep. All the, a lot of those guys have gotten rich over there. Yep. Okay, respect that. Put some respect on that man's name when you say it. He created a whole lot for a whole lot of us. We're gonna take a break on that one.
we left off before we took a break on Sonny Bacaro, which is a good segue because um, Sonny paved the way for the big tournament or was involved in a big tournament, the ABCD camp and stuff like that. You run probably one of the more famous uh, camps tournaments now. So you, did you use Sonny as a benchmark? And without also a doubt. Blue, blueprint you know, for that? Yeah, without a doubt. Definitely the blueprint. You know, back in um, the 90s, same thing. There were three major things that Sonny did. Um, ABCD camp, mm-hmm. the Las Vegas big time tournament, and the round ball, all American mm-hmm. games, okay? So. Which was running concurrently with the McDonald's game, wasn't it? Right? Um, absolutely. Matter of fact, those were the two games mm-hmm. everyone went to. So, what was amazing is, I know people don't want to believe it, but <clears throat> a lot of kids would tell you that they had more fun or enjoyed the round ball more than they did the McDonald's. Because uh-huh. in the McDonald's game, the parents had to say pay for the banquet ticket. The parents had to get to the practice on their own. They had to pay for a ticket to get to the game. They had to do all kinds of things. At Sunday's game, you didn't. We had two buses. The parent, one bus was for the parents, one bus was for the players that took you to the practice. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to pay for the banquet. So there's a lot of things that we mm-hmm. did. You know, but Sunday's kind of like the mom and pop shop, so to speak, doing this thing. And you know, McDonald's was that big corporate thing, but. The Kevin Garnett, the Paul Pierce, the Vince Carter, all of them played in the round ball All-American game. Obviously, Kobe, right. you know, all played in there. And Stephon Marbury, I mean, the round ball All-American game I was remember that. Special. I used to come on ESPN. I used to come on ESPN. Yeah, it was special. That, that, was, was, a good, was, that special. was a good game. So those were the three things that Sonny mm-hmm. did. So my event, so when Sonny stopped running the big time, uh, that's when Dino's and I, uh, and it, it was Dino's ideas. He came to me and he said, why don't we do an event? And my only thing was that I still wanted to have a reason for us to still coming out, go out to Vegas to mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to play. So Dino's and I put our heads together along um, and created a tournament at the time called the 48. And uh, he knew this guy named Grant Weiss, who is the AD now, and also the high school coach at Bishop Gorman High School, mm-hmm. which is an unbelievable school. It's a great facility. You, know, you know, by the way, as a matter of fact, uh, Snoop Dogg's son played football yep. at that, that school. Um, so the three of us, let's go to work. And we we made it happen. So a year ago, we decided to, we needed to part ways with Dino's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Grant and I did. So we did. But in order to, to do this properly, we had to change the name from Fab 48 to something else. So I called Sonny and Pam and asked them, would they have a problem if Grant and I use the big time, you know, um, the name. The name. Right. Bring the old school back. All right. And uh, incorporate together. And Sonny said, I always told you the only person I would ever let use some of my stuff. Let's, let's do it. Let's go. Right. And so Sonny's not involved uh, with that. But he just started yeah, on yeah, it. Right, so yeah. we changed the name. Right. And it was unreal. Now, how many, years, how many years ago? So, so if you want to include the Fat 48 in the big time... That was year 10. Okay. Okay, that was year 10 that uh, it's been in um, existence. Now, you're without a major sneaker. Um, no shoe bank, companies. Right. Okay, and, and, and <clears throat> I'm not saying that somebody would have done it, but that's also done on purpose because now if you bring in a shoe company, then the, the other two shoe companies may not Same, right. allow their teams or let their teams come and right. play in an event. Right. So, I have purposely... Uh, done that, right? You know, to stay away, you know, from that. I have relationship 
with all three shoe companies because obviously I was there from day one when right. all this stuff you know started, and I had a relationship with a lot of the guys because a lot of those guys I helped create by saying, "Sonny, take this team, take that team, take uh -huh. that team." Now since that time, some of them ended up leaving Adidas and now they were Nike. But right. people think they all were. Yeah, no, it didn't. <laughs> that's not the way it was. There was only one shoe company at the time, which was Adidas, that was doing something grassroots. So of course now these other guys built themselves, and then people started, you know, getting the best deal for themselves. But my relationship's still the same. Right, you know, I, I apply the same theory when I do the training. So I'm not affiliated with any particular AAU program or any CYO. But then the other CYO one was sending kids to get trained. So I just stay um, independent. I, I'm cool with everybody. Right. If you want your kid to get better, send them to send me. Send them away. So, right, then we go from there. That's but, right. It's not the personnel. This is just business. Yeah, you can't do that. So, so you're without a sneaker deal, but yep. that's which is excellent because last year, last summer, mm -hmm. um, with the help of social media, yep, your, your 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 tournament went crazy. Yeah, it did. It went crazy, particularly your two games, one or two games. Right. Jalen Suggs versus uh, Kaden Cunningham. Cunningham. Yeah. Someone supposedly dropped fifty. Woo. I need to see the box score. I seen the highlights. I seen the box. I need to see the the, the box. Well, you know, because that was a crazy looking game. He, here's the deal, okay? Like I said, I'm a I'm a fast guy, so I'm not gonna sugarcoat anything. I'm just gonna keep it real. And I think we need to do that. And here, here's the other thing. I'm gonna give you a little uh, background uh, before I really get into it. Is this or that? I remember in, in growing up, we had to take history uh -huh, class. Uh -huh. So we had to learn about Christopher Columbus. We found out that was a lie. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> but we had to take all this history class, and we found out things like, that's not true. Uh -huh. That's not what really happened. Uh -huh. I mean, that's, that's the way I was looking. So I want to make sure that when I, we talk about history, I'm telling the truth. Uh -huh. So when they go in the book, they, they're going in the book as facts, because that's where we have to be, okay? We're the gatekeepers. Uh -huh. And what I also want to tell players is this, that when we went to school, we had to learn our history uh, to become better people. So players, you want to become better basketball players, then you need to understand your history in regard to grassroots basketball, how all this became the way it is. So, mm -hmm. you know, but so back to the story. Jalen Suggs was at USA, uh -huh. okay? Because USA was also doing their thing at the same time as we were. Jalen Suggs went and got measured and everything else. Jumped on a plane. All right, and came straight to to our gym. Uh -huh. If you don't know who Jalen Suggs is, you know he's now make like a top six player in the country. I think he's a top five, whatever. And he just committed to Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal ball player. He dropped. I want. He dropped about forty points. Okay. Okay. I okay. think it was fifty. I think he dropped about forty. Okay. But here's the thing: the kid jumped off a plane. All right, and as I said to his people, there was a point that I could see this kid was tired. Uh -huh. And he bent down on his knees for two seconds. And then he got back up and said, let's go. Let's go. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. See, I look at those things. Like people say sometimes, what makes a player, what doesn't make a ball player, whatever. I see like certain things I remember, whether it was Kobe uh -huh. or even Kevin Garnett. Like I have Kevin Garnett stories. Uh -huh. I remember when I saw Kevin for the first time and I'm thinking, oh my God. Because his ferociousness mm -hmm. was what drew me to him mm -hmm. and what I saw, okay? Jalen was a kid, you could tell to me, that had the energy of a colleague that I mean, he would, I refuse to lose or I refuse to whatever, like he just, like, he has a chip on his shoulder. Right. He plays with a chip on his oh, shoulder. No, you can see it in the video, okay. in, the, in the video. Then now you had Kate Cunningham. And Kate is putting on the show, and I remember there was a move that he made, and after he made it, he went on, you know, this is what they're doing, I like, 
call me, uh -huh. you know, like, call me, okay? Uh -huh. And the place is going wild. And they're going back and forth. But here's the deal, though. While this is going on, there's another couple other kids. So you had Greg Brown, who plays for, you know, the, the Texas team, Texas Titans. Titans, yep. He's put on the show. He's dunking all over the place and everything. I don't think he's made a decision yet. And uh, he's a top 10 player. Uh -huh. I'm like, whoa. But check this out. Now, Jalen Sugg is playing for Grassroots Scissors. Mm -hmm. So it's an unarmed team. Right, right. I want to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an unarmed team. And I do this on purpose. Okay, there's an unarmed team versus Texas Titan, which is a Nike, Nike team. team right? I purposely do that because these guys don't get a chance to play each other all year. Right. So now I'm purposely mixing up Adidas versus Nike, Nike versus Adidas, Adidas versus Unarmed, uh -huh. and all of that. Okay? Um, and on our Wednesday, it's called Showcase Night. So we just set up these special games like with these special matchups. That sets up the rest of the week. No, that's a fire idea. Okay? That's what we do. So every year, everyone knows, like, Gary, come on, man, let me in. So we do this every year. Like two years ago, we did, and I'll get back to the story, we did the number one team for Adidas, the Compton Magic, yep. versus the number one Nike team, which was Team Takeover out of D.C. DC yeah. Both unbelievable team. The game goes into overtime. Yeah. And Compton Magic ends up winning, I think, by a point. But in a phenomenal game. With the kid Evan Mobley. Mobley, Mobley, right, right. Phenomenal game, okay? And everyone's in the gym, including Coach K, standing up, watching this game. Wednesday night is our night, matchup night. Okay? Right, so I need to get out there Wednesday night then. Wednesday night is the night in which the special showcase came. So now, okay. So now, but here's the other thing. But there's another kid that's putting on the show. I'm like, this kid is born. But the kid's swag, special. This particular kid I'm talking about. Okay. I'm like, hold up, man. This kid is walking like he's black. He got this swag. Uh -huh. Dude, man, this kid is seven-footed white kid named Chet, Chet Holgram. Chet, man, he's got to get some weight. Some... <laughs> but my man, he's walking around like, hey, I belong here too. Uh huh. I could ball just like y'all guys. Put on a show. So that game. People yeah. are still talking about it. I, I'm a year still talking about it. I They're got, still talking about that game. They, somebody sent me the video again, just remind me remind how good that game was. No, no, dude. Special, special, special game. No, they told right? me. And I've had a lot of them, but that one. So that that that's, it was that one. That was the one. Okay, with that, that's one of them on that night. Okay, then now what's the next one you want to ask about? I'll tell you about the other because you said it was another game you went. No, to it's that, uh, uh, there was two Jalen games. He played against. Um, well, the okay, game, there was the that game. game, but then the next. There was also a game in which, uh, uh, right was it, Kaminga, um, I think Kaminga's game was special also. Jonathan Kaminga played yep. that night, okay? But people forget, how about this? Imani Bates played that night, I think he had 35. Uh -huh. So he played in a, in a, in a, in a showcase game, um, so he's with his Nike team, Bates Fundamental, uh -huh. and they went up against the Under Armour team with these two twins called uh, uh, the Buleys. They're about 6'7", six, 6'8", six, you know, those oh, guys. Oh, this game right here. Uh, Suggs solidified himself as a top five player. I don't know who he's playing. He just must be just highlights. He's just highlights. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, did he battle this kid right here? Who's the, uh, the kid, uh, BJ Boston? BJ Boston, all right. Dude, let me just say this. He's real all right. He's better than all right. <laughs> there were so many um, great games at that time because the kid, uh, Leftwich, did a dunk. I've never seen it before in my life. Uh-huh. Um, and you mentioned about the exposure that we received. I got to thank my daughter and a young lady named uh, Alexis Robinson, who's my PR director. Uh -huh. They handled my, um, all the PR on social media. And Domo, 
uh, Dominique, my daughter, put everything out there on social media. She was on it and everything was there. We, we had 600,000 600, Google search for the Big Time Tournament. Really? 600,000. Okay? We were on um, ESPN twice uh -huh. for a top 10 plays. Uh -huh. Okay. Including the number one player. I think the number one player was when LeBron decided to go up the line and started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We were on Entertainment Tonight, yeah. tonight Wendy Williams, um, TMZ Sports. I did an interview on TMZ Sports. We were just on everything. Like, social media just went crazy. And I got to tell you this. The kid, um, Josh Christopher. Yep. And Jalen Green. Right. Dude, they put on a show uh, of a lifetime. So together with Vegas Elite. Because okay. a friend of mine um, is in Jalen Green's camp. Okay, okay. And, and he was supposed to come out to New York. Okay. To do a, a Dykeman was doing their uh, slam. Oh, um, okay. Something, okay. I don't know, one of the Dykeman games, right? Right. He said, nah, bro, I'm going to, we're going to Vegas mm. to team up with Josh. Mm. Next thing I look on, you know, there social media, I said, oh my God. I got to tell you this. I had to, on Twitter, thank those two guys for what they accomplished for us. Uh-huh. You know, in the big time, because I can't tell you how many calls I've gotten from people now. We're back. We're, we'll be back um, this summer. Uh -huh. Because they watched the show that these guys were, you know, putting on. And I'm telling you, they put on a show for the ages. I've been around for a long time. And it was unreal. But, it's, but it was almost like next game, next game, next game. Because now all of a sudden, boom, here comes Ronnie and them. Yeah, so they raised the bar each game. Dude, they kept raising the bar, and, and I'll tell you what I remember, is that Bonnie and them were playing. They finished playing, they win the game. Dude, they stayed so they could watch, and LeBron stayed so he could watch. Oh, my God. You understand? Uh, Rich, Paul was, Rich, Rich Paul was there? I didn't see Rich. Rich was in there, but Savannah was there. Uh-huh. Um, Gloria was there. Uh-huh. You know his mom. So the whole family. And the whole family the whole was family there, family. and I hadn't seen Gloria in years. Yeah. So it was awesome, honestly, to catch up with, with Gloria to see. Um... Uh, what's her name was there? Uh, Shawnee, Shaq's wife. Uh -huh. She's there. Uh -huh. And she's there with her boys. Uh -huh. Okay? You know, one of them at UCLA now. Uh -huh. They're there. So guys were just coming from all over. They're like one of the big names who everyone's talking about now, Mikey Williams, who plays in the Sun with Compton Magic, who's, I don't know, I think he's got like 80,000, 100,000 followers now. Right, right. He's there. He wants a piece. Nate Robinson shows up, and yeah. he's killing me. Nate's killing me. Yeah. So Nate had a team, but they were in another event. Uh -huh. So he's like, come on, man, let's play a game. I'm like, Nate, just come to us next year. Nah, we want to play now. But I loved it because that's what Nate reminded me because I remember Nate when we played against him back in the days. Uh -huh. And I'm like, hey, man, you, you still got the same yeah, fire. Yeah, you're the same person. So everyone's coming in the uh -huh. gym. You know, which way now we have to worry about closing it down because the fire marshal might close it down. So the, the place is just, you know, packed. So I, I, I literally had to flip it to one court uh -huh. just because of the attention that we were getting oh, no. and the games that, that we were getting. You know, then my boy Chad Bagel from Nike, he came. Yep. Yep. He flew in. Uh, Vince Bowen from Nike, he flew in. Paul B and Cardi of ESPN, mm -hmm. so yep. he's there uh -huh. watching this. And Clark Francis, who school, who was probably maybe one of the first scouts, um, is there. Um, and they both said it was the best non-live tournament that they've ever been to. Okay, ever been to. That's what they. Now my words. Their words that they put out there on social media. I'm telling you, my friend who's in Jalen's camp was streaming it on his phone. And he's texting me like, yo, look. He's FaceTime like, yo, look, it's crazy like this, like this. I was like, oh. It was. And I'm like, a basketball head. I was, like, I was like, yo, it's crazy. The, the, the excitement, you know, of it all. 
Um, and the kids are having fun. The kids are, are enjoying the moment. Every team is enjoying the aspect. And I'm watching Imani Bates watching it. And by the way, Imani is the next one. Yeah, I'm going to ask you. Is he the next one? He's the next one, okay? And I'm watching his facial expression and everything like. He's like, I want this? Yeah, yeah. I want this? No, it's like, I'm good. Dude, I told you, in his game, he had 35. Yeah, I want all this. All right? Okay, he's like, cause, but he played uh, one of the earliest showcase uh -huh. games, all right? And, like, people forget about that because the Jalen Suggs, the Kate Cunningham, and the, and the John Kaminga, and all those guys game in the Vegas Elite. That's what it was. I think it was uh, 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 Jonathan Kaminga, and it was a Moody Elite. Uh huh. Okay? Under Armour uh -huh. versus Vegas Elite, which is Nike. So they put on a show, and I think people put, yeah, like, yeah, dude, we just saw a young kid right. with a 35. Okay? That was the money. Thanks, Mr. the next one. Reminds me of uh, Kenny Hardaway. Right. Okay, that's. that's just a little taller. All right? What is it, six, well, I think people forget Penny was like six seven, six eight, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people yeah, forget that's that. True, that's okay? true. We were people looking at like that. six five. No, 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 no. <laughs> Penny was six seven, six eight, and people don't understand that if not for his bat, you know, we'll still be talking how special Penny Hardaway, you know. Although we're going back, I think he was the only person that scared Mike. Penny that's Hardaway that, was that guy. I think he's not scared. Yeah, but I understand that Mike, Mike, had, like, Mike had, to, had to pay attention yeah, to. Him. Had to pay attention to. Yeah, him. not so scared. Penny Hardaway again, young fellas was that guy. They just think right? he's a Memphis coach. They just think he's a Memphis coach. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Penny was that dude. Little Penny. Go take a look at the old commercials with Little Penny. And he was doing the commercials with, with Tyra, Tyra Banks. You don't yeah. understand Tyra Banks. That's another story. Yeah, that's a hell of a story too. So, 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 so how do you... So Imani's that guy. How do you duplicate that? That, that energy synergy that... Because um, it sounds like you brought old rock uh, New York City... Yeah, yeah back into the into the desert of Vegas. That's what we did. How do how do you how do you how do you get that back? So it's funny because Josh Crystal's dad just literally asked me that a couple weeks ago in Vegas at the Top Candy class. He literally just asked me that segue. He said, how are you gonna top that? Yeah. Alright, I said, can you get your son to play another year? Uh -huh. I said, can you do that for me? Alright, so we're laughing about about that. You know what, uh, Mark, every year you think about it, you try to figure out how you're gonna make this thing happen and somehow there's another kid Another team right. who helps you make it happen. Right. What I do is I, I give them the platform and I continue. I'm a guy who continues to adapt. Like people, you know, keep keep asking, um, um, how do you do it? Mm -hmm. Okay, how do you, you know, continue? Uh, how do you work in this landscape? So on. And, uh, and, I, and I, there's a motto that I go by, you know, which is that uh, success doesn't care about your failures. Mm -hmm. Doesn't care about your excuses. No, that's a great one. So, I just keep it moving. Okay, so I find ways to make it happen. So, like another word, as the year progressed, I literally wait a couple weeks before the event and say, okay, yeah, you, I you, know. you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. like these are the teams because everyone wants to come in. But I'm like, you're playing the showcase. You're gonna play the showcase. You're gonna play the showcase. And what I've done the last couple of years is that I've incorporated Paul, me, and Cardi to say, hey, Paul. What should be the matchups? Mm -hmm. I want to get his opinion because obviously he's out there. He's Mr. ESPN, grassroots, right, whatever, right. top 100. What do you think? And we talk about it. God, this would be a great matchup. This guy, because uh -huh. this guy, that's what I need to see. Uh -huh. Because, see, he didn't get a chance to really see Jalen Sutton and Chad Hogan last year. And that's why I wanted him to come. I need you to come and see him. Right. Okay? So now, so he came, he said, oh my God, did everything you said to us, I told you. So I'm doing it. Like, you know, like, I ask, like, another kid people now talking about, who might put his name in the draft is uh, uh, McHugh Omaker, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. who played for Dream Vision. Uh -huh. He's there, all right? 
So all these guys, I understand, are coming. But here's something sometimes guys forget. There's guys who can play and, and, and there's guys who bring excitement for the fans. Right. Alright? So I always have to remember that, okay, these are the excitement guys that's going to bring people to the stand. That people are going to want to see. Mm -hmm. Alright? So I figure it out. I make it happen. That's my job. Yep. Okay, I'm the Don King, so to speak, of grassroots basketball uh -huh. and, and figuring this out how to make this thing work. And I'm, you know, obviously the guy who I try to get along with everyone. I try to stay above the fray right. as best as I can. It's hard, but I got you. It's hard, but I try to stay, you know, above that. All right. So every year things change. Now, like a, a very good friend of mine, Tony Curl, who runs NY2LA, mm -hmm. he runs a great organization and he runs programs out there in the Midwest. He runs a league. Actually, he runs a league like the EYBL. Yeah. But his team, so so his teams are like the next tier team in his yeah. league. Yeah. Well, like, so what is he? He's comparable to zero gravity. Was he? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he uh, also has a team called Phenom University, which is a, a Nike sponsored team, where he has the kid number three kid, Patrick Baldwin. Okay. So he's already said, "Gary, we're coming." So they're coming. You have the Atlanta Celtics, which is Adidas team. Yep, yep. They they have a kid who's uh, number five. In the country, in the country, he said, "We're coming." Atok told me, "He's no, coming. Come to Magic. All right, we are one. Which is one of the top unarmored team said, "We're coming." So my point is, sometimes, man, it's it's they make it happen. The grassroots scissors, who who I've been with for years, because I'm the one that gave Jalen Suggs the platform to play. You know, the first time when, when coaches first saw the kid, so to speak, mm -hmm. and, 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 and my boy, Brian Sanifer, who runs the program, said, come on, man, give us a break, give us a moment. I'm like, come on, man. And finally, I'm like, all right, come on over. Uh -huh. We'll give you a game in this gym. Mm -hmm. I put him late, and Jalen started bowling. And maybe he was 14, and people, coach was like, Who, yeah, who's that? Yeah, yeah, who's yeah, that? Yeah, so, so because of that, Brian and Jalen's dad, you know, Larry, have been my boy since. And they were the first one, like, I had someone that said, we don't care what's going on with the NCAA. We're going to be in Vegas. And then there was a couple other guys who, my people, they're going to support me. Uh -huh. They're coming. And they did. Okay? And, and I remember um, Vegas Elite. You know, obviously Vegas is in Vegas. And my boy, Brian Sitter, who runs the program, he said to me that, Gary, I got something for you. You know? And I said, all right. Whatever, man. Uh -huh. But you're my man, so I trust you. Uh-huh. It turned out to be Josh and, and Jalen. It was a late situation. He was on his way to New York. Okay. Yeah, he was on his so, way. So I didn't know that that was going to, you know, happen. So that's what I mean when I say you just the next one, next next man up. Next man up. Next man up. Okay. And uh, you know, Lord willing, I think we're getting money again. Mm -hmm. Um. So he's that special, that special one. I want to be able to give them that special platform that they all deserve. Yeah. Yeah. You keep it going. And then here's, here's the big thing, uh, as I tell people, we're also in Vegas, yeah. okay, in which parents want to be in Vegas, kids want to be in Vegas. Right. And I think this is where the NCAA missed the boat with the things that they try to create. The, the, the USA, I mean, not the USA, not the, US, uh, the, the but different colleges. The different camps that yeah, they're yeah, doing. Yeah. They get two or three hundred kids in each particular area. So... Now you have the top guys and then you have the other kids. And what's happening is now you have the top guys playing against these other kids and the games aren't, mm -hmm. aren't as good because the, 
those kids aren't ready for the top guys. Right. The top guys definitely, you know, it's not going the other way. So it messes up the whole thing, right. you know, so to speak. So that's an issue. Right. But because the EYBL has done a phenomenal job in their league and a decent unarmor have done their thing with their championship and everything, at the end, kids just want to enjoy themselves. And now they want to go play, you know, against other guys. When I grew up, when we finished playing at this park, we'll get on our bikes. Yeah. And go <laughs> to that park. To, to that park yeah. to go against different competition. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it was, right? That's how it should be. That's yeah. like, so it's the same thing. So now these kids like, let me go to Vegas because now I'm gonna get a chance to play against other people. I remember one time, I want to say it was Jay Wright who said this to me. This was years ago. We we created a game. We had um, team takeover mm -hmm. out of DC Nike. DC at that time they were um, DC Assault. Now they're DC Premier. Uh, no. Mm -hmm. Two top programs out of DC. Both of them were extremely good. Um, I had them play a showcase game. And J Rod was like, God damn it, I gotta come all the way to Vegas. Just to see a DC game? Just to see a, to see a DC <laughs> right, game? Right, right. I did the same thing in Philly. I'm in the Philly team. I had Philly Pride, mm -hmm. which was an unarmed team, versus uh, K Lo. K Lo, yeah. Okay? Adidas? Which is Adidas, yes, right, Kyle right, Lowry's right, right, program. Right. I had them play against each other. I did the same thing. I remember these guys were pissed. I'm like, I don't give a crap. You're pissed. You're playing this game. Uh -huh. I had, um, um. Can you take it? No, I'm sorry. I had, um, was it New York Rens? Uh huh. Okay. Who did I have? Uh, Nike. I think that's when went. They had Devonte was on the team. Devonte Green was on the so team. Wally. Yes. Yeah. It was those guys. Yeah. And I had them play against. New Heights. Who Because uh, you know what? Because sometimes, man, I don't even have to tell yeah, you. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I just went through my mind, too, who they had. Uh, you, you know? No. Because Mo the Moses. New Heights has been, I was going to say Moses. Moses. They had Moses. Moses, yeah. <laughs> So they had Moses, yeah. right? So I purposely set these things up. All right? Like, and, and I remember uh, another great game that same year was Dennis, Dennis Smith and Bam Adebayo. That was team loaded. Yeah. Adidas. Versus they played oh uh Team Canada that had a Don Don Maker. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game, yeah. So that's what we do. Yeah, I remember that they, game. You know, based on you know what they uh, we were just interrupted with uh, our phones kept ringing. And I know my phone rings a lot. I'm quite sure your phone just goes yeah, crazy. It just never stops, man. <laughs> I, I used to ask Sonny all the time, how do you even do this? Okay. <laughs> now I know, okay, because oh it just never never stop. But I'll tell you what's but, crazy about uh, it is that I also have I deal with a lot of people from the West Coast. Uh -huh. So my phone literally keeps ringing until like 1 in the morning. Yeah, so it's, uh, what time is it? It's, it's 3 hours. It's 3 hours. Oh, it's not 2 o'clock. They just start right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it never stops. It never stops. But, uh, so go back. You said um, mm -hmm. um, uh, the next one coming up, uh, Imani Base. I know we yep. lost track where we left off, but um, you said it's going to grow. Where do you envision the program on your, on your tournament in the next five years? And, 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 and can we get more New York teams out there? Yeah, you know what? Um, yes, we could definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's got one more year. Yeah. So Lord willing, he'll he'll be out there. And I'm, I'm close to his guys. Um, I think he'll be back. Uh -huh. um, you know, this year. Uh, I was just talking to Thurman, uh, Thurman mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. So he wants to bring Riverside, you know, out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, next year. So I know there's a team from Long Island for season. They always come open season. Um, they always come, mm -hmm. you know, out there. So we get a couple guys. There was actually a couple of New York teams 
Lightning was out there last yeah. year? Uh, Lightning didn't come, but it's funny, Shandu and them were out there the first year mm -hmm. that we had it, they were, you know, out there, okay? I would love to get them again. Um, we're at the point in which we got our teams, a year ago we had a thousand teams. Oh my goodness. Uh, from all over the world, like we had teams over the years that's coming from China. Um, there's a team that's already signed up coming in from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. We've got a team coming from Spain, um, different parts, you know, different parts of Asia. So, what I envision is that that's where we will be at. We'll continue. So international. To, 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 yeah, absolutely, you know. And what I would like to do maybe at some point is to maybe get it like in a convention center. Mm -hmm. I would like to do that. But keep the ambiance of Bishop Gorman. Right. You know, other top guys. Yeah. Uh, what people don't know is that we have teams that's coming in from ages nine all the way up. Like, for example, while all that was going on, let me also tell you this, that Matt Barnes, mm -hmm. he brought his his team in. And yes. I think this kid's like 9, 11, right. whatever. They won it. Really? I didn't know that. They, not, not only did they win it, the damn guy got a goddamn tech in the, in his championship game. I'm like, God damn it, Matt. He, that's you, know, him, you just don't stop. That's him. But, but, that's, <laughs> but you know, I laugh. I'm like, hey, you can only be you. Like, that's you, that's you. They won the championship. They won the championship. You know, And you know what? The official was there too. Uh -huh. That's another story. But but he was there, and then J.R. Ryder was there with his team. Uh -huh. They won their particular age group, and I'm talking about the young ones now. And he might won like maybe the 12. Okay, uh -huh. so you have NBA guys who show up with the team. Like Kenny Smith used to be there every year with his kid. Uh -huh. Kenny Smith kind of like grew up in the in the five forty eight. You look at the tapes of the fact where you'll see Kenny there every year. Right, because his, his son was there. Does he have a younger one now? Now he has a younger one. one right now. Two years ago, he called me up. He said, I'm bringing a second grade. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? He's got a young kid. Wow. So you watch, I watched Kenya Martin, you know, yeah. coming through, you know, with his guys. I want to say three, four years, maybe longer, longer than that. Uh, Penny Hardaway, Memphis team, won, I think it was a 15 and under championship against... D.C. at the time of D.C. Assault, who was ranked as the number one 15 and under team. Uh -huh. When they won the championship, Kenny rolled on the ground with the team hugging him. You would have thought he had just won the NBA championship. Himself, right? And, and that's what I love about these guys. Russell Westbrook would come every year. Mm -hmm. So Russell sponsored Team Why Not. Nike guy and, and, and my boy Reggie Moss, one of my, my favorite guys in the world, runs that program. And, and um, so all those guys are there. D-Wade was there uh, a couple years ago with his son, mm -hmm. with each one teach one. Amari Stoudemire was there with his son, son was playing the 13. All those you people you're naming, mm -hmm. I've seen at made hoops events. Uh, Have you? And, and Jason Richardson has been there. At, there you uh, go. Uh, Jay Rich was there a, a year ago when uh, Nate Rob been. was there a couple of times. That, and I'm saying that because I work a couple of those, those okay, camps and stuff okay, like that. So okay. I see those guys coming yeah. through. Like, oh, you know, and they sponsor, you know, so... Lance came, uh, Stevenson, uh -huh. because they live in Vegas now. Mm -hmm. All right, so his brother is young. He has a young brother, not bad. So his family, those are my people. Lance uh -huh. played for me. So, matter of fact, I, I put him with Vegas Elite, mm -hmm. okay, young program. So he comes stolen in. All these guys come stolen in because we start the Wednesday right after um, the summer league is over. Uh -huh. So these guys hang around. Yeah. Mello and uh, uh, Lala used to come every year. Because their little guy was playing. Right. You know, and our man. So they would be there every single year, consistently. And I love that, watching these parents sit there looking for their kids. Now, that's that's something important that actually ties into your legacy, um, where the guys that know you from when they played yep. 
now they're bringing, they, they trust you and your program and, and your they bring, platform, they're bringing them back. And, and, and you know what? When I think about like having the name the big time, and here's LeBron who played in the big time, and now his son just played in the big time. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Okay? All right. And what people don't understand is that in the, when Sonny started in the early 90s, 91, 92, that was the big time and that Kobe played in it. Mm -hmm. LeBron played in it. Russell Westbrook played in it. Melo. Lamar. Yep. Okay, all these guys, this is the yep. event that they all played in. Now here they come, they're bringing their guys yep. in. They're like, this is when I, I played in this. I'm going to tell you, that, that, that makes me feel old only because when I do it on the training side, like I train a young lady or a young man, mm -hmm. now they're bringing their kid to me. How about that? I'm like, holy S. <laughs> I'm old as S. <laughs> still doing the same stuff. So that, that's legacy. I think that's legacy on your behalf. Yeah, like guys, guys, uh, you know, guys keep, um, sorry, y'all, <laughs> just never stop. Uh, Domo, do me a favor, call your brother Sean. <laughs> so, um, guys who play for me now, they introduce me to their kids. Right. Their kids are playing. It's like, hey, I want to bring, bring my kid. I'm like, oh my God, it's been that long. You feel old, right? You know, because you know what? When we were doing these things, I, we were just doing it. Like, now people have degrees. Right. Sports management degree. There was no such thing as sports management degree yeah, when we were coming. Right. We were just doing our thing. And now, you know, one time I had one of my former players or someone who said, Coach, I'm watching you on TV. I'm like, what do you mean? They said, they're showing so man. Because that was part of what he had to learn uh -huh. Uh -huh. for his degree. That's crazy. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. That's crazy. Okay. That's now, I don't crazy. know who's teaching these courses, yeah, but that's crazy. we were out there in the trenches just making things happen. That's crazy. You guys can become like an actual class on how to um, develop and cultivate something to make it to where it is now. That'd be like a great class. With with and I think the Big East also. Like what Gavin um what he did. David also, Gavin, that was on what yeah. It'd they, never be matched. Never. If you guys you know right. together. Get together. That'd be a great Oh class. no, you know, you know what? And this is why I keep saying about um the Vegas thing in which we're able to combine EYBL teams, um, Anarma teams, right, right, right. And Adidas teams. Just cross brand. Cross brand. Yeah, yeah. And Non-shoot teams. Yep, that's great. There's a bunch of old non-shoot teams who are pretty damn good, too. That's nice, man. You know, we all come in. We all come in together for one purpose. You know, let's, let's go have some fun. Yep. Let's go make this thing happen. Yep. Okay, so it's been it's been tremendous. You know, I couldn't get a better partner than I have right now in Grant Rice mm -hmm. in um, doing this. I couldn't do it without him. Uh, my, my whole family is involved. Mm -hmm. Okay, when I say my whole family, I mean my whole family. That's dope, too. You know, you know like even like... My mother, mm -hmm. right? My brothers—they're all involved. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, with this, uh, we we employ like a hundred people to make this thing happen. We use like twenty-one different gyms, no, I, I see okay? You know, to make it, you know, to make it happen, okay? And um, you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with yeah, to make right. this thing happen. And that's why we've been able to really get this thing going here, in, um, you know, in Vegas. Now. Um, What's next for you? And um, you mentioned that you're going to try to go more international. What's after that? Like, what's because someone's going to try to duplicate what you're doing, sure, right? And yeah. that's you know, they say, um, um imitation, imitation is the greatest form of flattery, absolutely. What's going to be the next avenue, um, for you? Is you go, are you going to do something in the fall? I know you do something in April, well, early so, April. So, currently, um, like tomorrow, I have my uh, high school event, yeah, you know, tomorrow, the Gav Charles Hoop Classic at Adelphi. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about maybe growing that. Okay, to make it instead of one day, maybe make it a two-day, mm -hmm. you know, event. I've been shy about, you know, maybe doing that, but I think I might do that, you know, next year. I'm now involved with another event in Louisville mm -hmm. for all the um, 
the grassroots showcase. That's in April, right? That's in April. Yep, yep. And we believe we're going to have over 500 teams for that because we're doing it in one convention center in Louisville. And actually, Adidas rented 10 courts from, you know, one of my partners, uh, Tucker O'Neill, to do their own thing in there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, on that first week in April. So the top Adidas teams are going to be in the same building we're going to be in. So it's, it's live? It's live. Okay. Yeah, so it's a live weekend. Um, so that's going to be taken off because a whole lot of teams already signed up. Matter of fact, uh, I told Tucker the other day, hey, slow up because we got to save some spot for some of the better guys who are uh -huh, going to, uh -huh. you know, you know, want to come. Mm -hmm. right? So I think down the line, we might expand, even expand that. And then Grant and I will continue to figure out how to keep improving the, the big time. And my daughters are going to play a major part in that just because they're younger. They know, How are you? <laughs> they know what's going on, uh -huh. and like she'll tell me, no, Daddy, we need to do this. Right, right. Okay, because one of the things we talked about, hey, let's do a dunk contest, mm -hmm. you know, this year. So I'm constantly looking to uh, improve things and get things bigger and better. But, you know, one of the things I've said to people that there's other events going on, as I told people, it's better for us to have more in one place. Mm -hmm. I, I've always been a proponent of that, that. Let's have Burger King, Wendy's, McDonald's together in that food court because then it just brings all the crap. Right. Okay? And some days you like Burger King, the next day you like right. Wendy's. I, right. I'm okay with that. Right. It is what it is. Right. I can't take everyone. So we need to have another place so other people can play. We're supposed to be about the kids. Mm -hmm. And I, don't, I try not to ever forget <laughs> that golden rule that it is supposed to be about the kids. Right, guys? Right. I mean, let's not egos get, up, get in the way. But I've always said this also. It's been a lot easier for me to say no to a lot of things because I was working on Wall Street. I always had a, a day job. Mm -hmm. So even when Kobe's family said, hey, Gary, you're going with us. You know, you're going to be part of, part of the, um, the agent. Mm -hmm. right? I said, no. I wanted to be able to raise my kids. That was worth more money to me than anything else. Mm -hmm. So, but, but again, I was in a position that I was working on Wall Street, I could make that mm -hmm. decision. I've never regretted it, you know, for a moment. No, I think that's actually the biggest thing, um, giving back to the youth and particularly your kids. They're important. Absolutely. <laughs> They're important. Absolutely. Um, so now, you're a gatekeeper. Right. There aren't that many gatekeepers um, across, everyone would like to think themselves as a gatekeeper. Right, right. right. Let's, right. let's, let's, let's right. preface that. Right. But you're probably one of the few um, gatekeepers throughout can you make a call to a, uh, a college that you need to check out this one kid? Without a doubt. And that kid, that, and I ask this to Munch, because Munch is, you know, he's becoming a gatekeeper in some capacity also. Can you call this college and they say, I got Gary Stamp, and they, and they, and they respect that phone call? You know, uh, I don't know if I ever told um, Devontae Green this story. And my boy Chuck could back me up on this. Uh, Chuck and Mark, who's in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. He called me one day. Don't want to think he wanted this. Keys. Um, they asked me, they called me up about Chuck Martin. Mm -hmm. I mean, excuse me, about Devontae. Yep. What do you think about Devontae? We want to take him to Indiana. Mm -hmm. You know, Tom Cream wanted to get your opinion. And I said that two years ago, I would have told you no. Because he was up and down and, you know, just things he wasn't doing. And then I said, but he's, he's matured. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of potential in this young man. And obviously, it, I knew I was biased, but I wasn't because I had coached his other two, you know, brothers, you know, Danny and uh, uh, Shadi, Fishara. 
So I said, you need to take them. The next day they called them, they're giving you a scholarship. So, yeah, and, and I'm real careful. Oh, you can't about, do everyone. You know, right, everyone. Right. And I right. tell the guys, and, you know, funny you mentioned Munch because Munch to me is one of the guys who doesn't listen. And Munch would call me once a month to say, legend, mm-hmm. we need to have one of our meets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I respect that because Munch is that guy now. And, but he keeps coming to me, trying to absorb more, okay? Uh, so we talk about these things, you know, a lot, okay? How do you navigate this? How do you navigate right, right, that? Right. And, and how do you stay away from the weed, right. uh, you know, so to speak? Now, the other thing I think is extremely important for people to, you know, understand uh, with the college coaches. We all came up together. I chose this route, but there's a lot of guys who are agents now who were with me when I started. I just kept going this way. All guys who are coaches. Mickey Cronin and I, who's the head coach at UCLA, used to work together at ABCD camp. Uh-huh. Mike Brown, who is now the assistant coach at uh, uh, Golden State, mm-hmm. Mike was one of my guys at ABCD. He used to be one of the, the coaches who worked out the college guys because we would bring oh, in. Oh, afterwards, after, you know, after no, the session was over. No, what we would do with the college guys, uh, we would get the top college guys, bring them in. They would work out in the morning. See, the ABCD game, they start until that's 2. That's they hoop. So they, they hoop right, in right, the right, morning. Right. Okay, George Carl was the head coach, the head guy. And there was an assistant coach named Tim Gurgovich. And Tim Gurgovich would tell us, look, I'm bringing this guy, I'm bringing that guy. I'm like, fine. So those guys, under, under um, my leadership, because I was telling guys, stop this time, got to do this, you know, whatever. Here's how we were structuring everything. So that was my responsibility with uh-huh. them. And then I would tell them which team they were going to coach. Because they, they would be a coach with one of the teams. The college guys would be the guy that kept the score clock for me. Okay, and that, was, that was their job. All right, so Mike was one of the, the coaches That's back funny. then. Like Mike, I need you in this, uh-huh. in this drill. So yeah. I can call Mike. Yo, Mike, here's what's up. Okay, that's my point to you. Like, like Neil Shea is the general manager of Portland. Well, he worked at ABCD. Came out like, Yo, Neil, I'm picking you this year to coach one one of the All Star games. Which team? That team. Oh, damn it, guy. I want the other team. Yeah. Neil, you coaching that goddamn team? Uh huh. We all boys. So all of us came up together. So your tree is crazy then? Dude, I, I start from the sunny tree who obviously had whatever. Uh-huh. And now here's me. Right. Who I'm his right-hand guy. You know, I'm like his son to him now. Because uh-huh. we still talk four times a week. Uh-huh. So all these dudes, we all came up. And as I said, like Steve Mills, that's my guy. We grew up together. Scott Perry, who's the general manager. Scott Perry recruited Zenden. Uh-huh. So we go back that far. That's my dude. Tell Steve I need to holler at him about, well, I got some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> some ideas. Steve will probably watch it. Steve, did you hear that? So, Holler at me. Okay, so all these guys who are on all these different teams, when we see each other, like, we look at each other. Or even if I see Melo, mm-hmm. like, yo, Melo, we beat you in the big, like, we beat Melo in the big time. Uh-huh. In the semifinal. Mm-hmm. I used to tease him every year about it, about that. It's awesome because we all remember these things and we discuss it. And you know what's amazing? No matter how old you get, you don't forget. No, not at all. You know, you don't forget those things. Right. And you 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 discuss it. Okay? I'm just like giving co- dude, there was a year, literally, it's all-star weekend. And uh this agent, Dan Fagan, God bless his soul, because he passed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dan was having a, a, a lunch and a dinner. I go in there, I walk in, and there's a table, and Mark Cuban is there. There were a couple NBA coaches in there. Kiki Vanderway 
who's now working at NBA, Kiki. By the way, Kiki was a bad boy. So nice. Kiki's there. <laughs> so Kiki's in there also. Uh, Jugan was there. There's a couple of NBA guys. But Kobe's at, a, let's say, a table like that, mm-hmm. eating with his wife, because it was all private. All right? So I go over there to go talk to Kobe. Say, what's up? I hadn't seen Kobe in years at that time. And he says to his wife, yeah, we used to be this team. I was like, here you go, Kobe. Yeah, uh-huh. said, here you go. Uh-huh. My point to it, haven't forgotten. So now, Andrew Gunn starts with some story. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, we used to beat you. I'm like, no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. You damn sure didn't, yeah. right? So, because he played with the Oakland Soldiers. And we're laughing, and now we're swapping stories. And he's like, he's t- now he's talking about Lamar. He's talking about other guys. And I said, damn, man, you know everyone on my team, man. Mm-hmm. You sure? I know you didn't beat us. Kobe interjects right foot again. So we're going back and forth. That's beautiful. Okay, with these That's stories. Beautiful. And here, here is guys who are in NBA, don't even have to think about it. That's what we're doing. That, they don't forget, man. No, they don't forget. And you could tell at press conferences, Kobe remembers everything. Every play. This time I went to the right. I, right and the last time he did this to me, all that stuff. But he's a savant. But he's a savant. He's a savant. He's a savant. But it's, it's so is Bonnie. He's a savant, too. All those players, like you mentioned, all of those guys remember those uh, memorable games. Particularly when you're going against somebody that's of your ilk. Like, if you're going mellow against, like, not that it happened, mellow against Kobe, like, oh, I remember that game. Dude, Kobe, game. like Kobe has said numerous times on TV, I played on the greatest, you know, grassroots team ever. Like, I got that Kobe. So, Kobe. Oh, that's the Vince Carter, well, Tim Thomas. Well, it is true. Right. It, it, so, Kobe actually played on a team, uh, Sam Ryan, called mm-hmm. Sam Ryan out of Philly. It was him and Richard Hamilton. Mm-hmm. That was the backcourt, that was their team. Right. Pretty but cool. there was a special tournament that Rob Kennedy or who group through in Florida for kind of like the national championship. So uh, uh, my boy Jimmy Salmon, who coaches um, um, uh, Tim Thomas Players Club, Tim yeah, yeah. Thomas, whichever name you go by now, and he had Tim Thomas, Vince Carter's his cousin, mm-hmm. so they had Vince, and they recruited Kobe. So they did. Yeah. All go play together. It was some, it was somebody on the, um, someone else. Uh, it was Cole, Vince, Tim. And Rip, and it was somebody else. I don't remember. I, I don't remember, but dude, we don't remember we, that fifth was person. They, did they need anybody yeah, else? Yeah, yeah, so, we don't remember Tito. Yeah, yeah right, Michael. exactly. Okay. <laughs> so they were that damn good, but see, he didn't forget though. Right, right. Now, let tell another famous story. Kobe and I, the press conference is held um, that he's signing with Adidas deal down in Soho. Mm-hmm. We make the announcement, okay? And there's two things I remember about. That time. So Kobe and I, in the evening, I'm getting a little bored. Kobe said, Mr. Charles, can we take a walk on, you know, 30 seconds? Right, right. You know, because we, we were a couple blocks away. So now we're walking on 42nd Street in Times Square. We're walking. Oh, hold on, let me stop. This is not the 42nd Street that we guys know today. This is a <laughs> different 42nd Street back in, uh, what were you, 97, 98? That that's era. right, uh-huh. that's right. It was like, actually, it was like 96. 96, okay. Kobe, so we're walking, and, and some people actually recognize him now, but they didn't recognize because he was Kobe. They recognized because he had just went out in the prom with Brandy uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, at the uh-huh. time. And we're talking, and he said, Mr. Charles, where do you think I'm going to go in the draft? I said, Kobe, I think you're going to be the third guy in your position that's going to go. Okay? And he said, what two guys are better than me? All right? Now, now understand this. People, I want you to understand, this kid is 17 years old. I want you to think if you're 17 that you're saying this about you. You're going to the NBA, and I'm telling you some college guys who are better than you. And in your mind, you you know, I'm not telling you they're better than you, but in your mind, you're better than them. How can they be better than you? So, I said, well, Kobe, Kerry Kittle's going to go before you. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, he goes, okay. 
Mm-hmm. I respect that because, mm-hmm. you know, he respected Kerry. And I said, Antoine Walker is going to go to UE 6 8, just won the national you know, championship. He's going to go ahead of you, too. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, he's going to be the first one that's mm-hmm. going to go down. It's going to be Kerry. We walked like another 15 feet. He put his arms out like this to stop me. He turns around and he said, Mr. Charles, Antoine's not better than me. And I'm looking at this 17 year old kid. But you kidding me? Mm-hmm. If I ever had any doubt that he was that dude, because my name was on the line, mm-hmm. he had erased it. Yeah, of course. Because that's what you gotta have in order to get to the NBA at that time. Right. All right? That moxie to believe I'm that guy. Mm-hmm. He had it all. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, a week goes by. I don't see him for a week. Now, that's my dude now, right? Now we're about to play the IC. Okay? Lamar and Elton. And it's a semifinal game. Kobe shows up. Because there was a team from Philly that was that was gonna play. Mm-hmm. I see Kobe up in the stand with uh at the time it was I think we say, but it became his brother in law. They're sitting in the stand. I looked at Kobe and you know I say there's no rules, right? So I said, Kobe! You wanna play with us? You know what he said? What? No. <laughs> Why? I want to play against your word. Because he wanted to play against Lamar and everybody else we had. Mm-hmm. That's how this kid is built. Uh-huh. So now I look at him and I'm thinking, it's amazing how, how many things go through your mind in three seconds. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this goddamn mother, uh-huh. my boy, uh-huh. now you want to play against me? So of course he said, can I play? I, is it okay? Can I play against you? I'm like, no! Yeah, you told Pete, nah. I said, no! <laughs> you down the roster. I said, nah, you're not supposed to be playing. You just signed a shoe deal. Uh-huh. You might get hurt. Sonny's gonna get upset. <laughs> no! Five minutes ago, <laughs> yo, here's your jersey real quick. True story, man. It's a true story. That's a lie, like, Don't want to play against me. That's you to tore your ass up. Woo! And I know he would have kept coming, like smacking me. <laughs> nah, Kobe, it ain't happening. Okay, that's so hilarious. yeah, man, it's a true story though. That's a hilarious. True story on that. Yeah. Now I'm sure we could sit here all day uh, talking stories about um, the, um uh, your your basketball travels because you've been around. What what year are you going into? Dude, I started in '87. What year? Uh, a long time. So whatever, whatever that is. What a long time. A long time ago. A long time. Yeah. Um, I saw your face there. Yeah, you seen her face? Yeah, I saw her face. <laughs> like, oh, 87. 87. I wasn't even thought about. Um, um, but no, I appreciate the time that you're taking, uh, particularly this week, because you know you're busy with your um, your event coming up. And I'm sure that your your phone was going off. Mine was going off. Right. We had to stop a couple of times because right. the phone was going off. And that's, you know, that's a tribute to you and what you've done and what the, the platform that you, you've established for the kids coming up and also the adults, too. You, you're allowing well, them the opportunity what? also. I appreciate you coming. That's mm-hmm. number one, uh, regardless of what people may think. I do. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's, it's important that we continue to talk about history right. and set certain things straight, um, you know, about that. And that's the only way these kids can continue to learn. Yeah, so I appreciate I agree. you taking the time and making this thing happen. All right, thank, thank you, man. Big time. Thank okay. you. We have one of the pioneers of um, grass grassroots basketball, not AU grassroots basketball, and he's still currently popping out here in the streets and also the world. Um, it's a Gary Charles man, the method of podcast. We out. Phone still ringing. Look, you all just went off too. <laughs> man, I appreciate that. That has to be fire. That was good, Kels. She don't like basketball. Oh, she don't.